Warning, the following podcast may contain foul language, offensive humor, and other juvenile behaviors. If you find these things offensive, stop listening now. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Now I'll take the left, and you take the right. The rogue will stick to the shadows and remain out of sight. Let the wizard do the talking, his intelligence is the best. Then we'll all take on the boss man while the fighter takes the rest. Oh, we had this good idea, well it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Thank you for joining us for season 15, episode 16 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Chris. This is Stork. This is Bill. Oh, that's the best thing ever, right there. Jawas. What's your favorite gin drink? Martini. Martini. Ragadishu. I have a visual. Uh. What's it? So, someone you know? It's my kid. Your kid is a Jawa? She was last year. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I made it. The eyes light up and everything. That's Wait, awesome. Can you see this? Impressive. Kind of. Kind of. Anyway. Most impressive. I'll put you my soundboard away. You are not a Jedi yet. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us for season 15, episode 16. This is Bill. I'm sorry. Wow, there was were just late? no consonants in your words right then. No, there were. There, there were tons of them. They were just very quick. Uh, <laughs> All the Czechoslovakian... <laughs> Uh, hockey players took the consonants. They so did. There was none left for They robbed them. Um, at least all the syllabant ones. The non-syllabant. The, the non-syllabant consonants always go to the well. I don't think there's many syllabant people in uh, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> I, you know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen enough porn sites. That, uh, yeah. It's a really good place. There are a lot of Czechoslovakian porn. Yeah. <laughs> you Wait, che- pull it up. Stu, yeah. pull it up. Yeah. You could check in, but you can't check out. hey <laughs> Check it uh, out. Uh, if for those of you who are interested, the uh, new biweekly podcast, the GM briefing, is out and it's available. I put it on the feed on Thursday, the first episode. I've recorded three so far. The next episode comes out not next week, but the week after. Unless you are a um, Patreon supporter, then you will get it next week. Uh, it is going to be on its own feed, so if you have the iTunes or the whatever you use for your podcatcher, I'll put a link to the feed on the on happyjacks.org, and you can get that. Doesn't so. that just sound strangely filthy? Pod feed and catcher, pod catcher. It is. Yeah. Uh, sounds a little bit like butt shacks. <laughs> And you get it really if you're a Patreon. <laughs> yes. See, a little. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> Only if you buy me enough, uh, buy enough dinner and a movie, you. <coughs> so and w- hey, we played. Uh, we finally played, or at least I, I finally played um, uh, 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 an apocalypse powered world by act. the apocalypse yeah. world game. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was so much fun. It was. It was a lot of everybody, fun. In fact, everybody here everybody was in, in that this game. Room That's right. That's, yeah. We can have a conversation. But it's not up yet. It's not up yet. It will go up, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. I think it goes up. Mm, this Wednesday, Eldemy comes out, and then I think it's after that. So and Star Wars just went up, yeah. 
Yeah, Star, Star Wars, Wars went up just went up two w- days ago. Yes, and I put a link to it in the Star Wars sub form. And Moda Sin just went up last no. yesterday. Uh, yeah, the la- oh, the week before. Okay, yeah, four of Moda Sin or three? Three, I think. Tree. I think that owned a we've, tree. We've done four, right? I think that owned a tree. Ah, there's so time. much. There's so much unpublished stuff in the <clears throat> pipeline right now. For that, that's gonna because I, I go in and I schedule it to get released. We're we're like constipated with content. We are. We are. We are impacted. <laughs> we have the piles. Or we're contentipated. Glove up and sort that out. <laughs> got a, the, the backlog is backed up. Wow. Hi-yo. We need some fleet. Right. <laughs> it's it's fine if it's it's usually it's a boom. That's when you gotta water it. That's a, that's when it's no fun. That's that's a no good boss. That's a no good boss. You know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And that's a, is that a Spanish version of Hotel California playing in the background? Oh, do not. You should do. You should do. Take a uh, do. I don't know. You'll have to play that again, and I'll listen more, more closely. Okay, I'll, I'll wait until it's appropriate, man. So. Um. So anyway, if you'd like to give it a listen, you can do so. I'll, I'll put the next episode up on the regular feed for the for the regular podcast. Feed them, feed them. <laughs> after that, it, after that, it will only be on its own. So you can go to whatever your thing is and and subscribe to it and get it there. It's your so. thing. Um, and I like feedback on it. So if you listen to it, send me an email about it. If you'd like to email this show, email happyjacksrpg at gmail That's happyjacksrpg at gmail You can follow us on Twitter. It's Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. And we're also on the Facebooks. There's a group and there's a page. You can go and like us there and follow us there. And then stuff gets posted there sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't. And if nothing else, go check out the forum. Always good stuff going on there. Yes. Oh, and our forum. HappyJacks.org slash forum. Fantastic. Fantastic forum. It's hot. There's hot action on the forum. A lot oh, of yeah. people on, on there now. Now that, I've, now that you're required to register to look at it, yeah, it's thousands of uh, subscribers. Really? Yes. Wow. Like I, two. I, I think. I, I, people are probably tired of hearing me say it, but I think it's a really good forum. I, I check it out every day, and if I'm sitting around at a house, I check it multiple times a day because I got nothing better to do. And there's always something new coming up, and there's always interesting information. It Our ha- listeners are an educated group of people. It has its moments. It, it does. Has its moments. It, it also has its dumb moments. Like <laughs> any, I love dumb moments. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones I understand. Yes, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, uh, no, you don't like us going full centipede? Never go full centipede. <laughs> you know, full. when you go part centipede, that's when people win Oscars. But if you go full centipede, <laughs> it never pans out. Yeah, but if it's part centipede, then the other part grows into a full centipede, and then you got two. That's right. Nick Cage, full centipede. Uh. Didn't get the Oscar. Hey, can you, uh, have you seen all three? Centipedes? Yeah. No. The human centipede? No. I there's a seen three? One. I believe there's a three. That's the one where he he gets puts all the people in the abandoned abandoned. All hope. No, it's like a, a abandoned warehouse, and he can he constructs one. That's made it's of one like, of those abandoned uh, sushi boat things. No. they just go around in a circle. No, it's a big no? empty. It's a big empty room with a concrete floor, and he goes like. Knocking people on the back of the head and dragging them in and sewing them together. Uh, Having and he, it's like twelve people. 
It's like a particle accelerator. It's like a big circle it's of people. It's a particle accelerator of, of people. Poop. Of poop, right. The, it's the Poolion accelerator. <laughs> right. You've never seen the human centipede, the original? Medically accurate. 100% medically accurate. I've seen a drawing. Is that what you're talking about? The drawing comes from the film. Oh, okay. Yes. I've only seen the drawing. You don't want to see it. It's... Sounds like it's a kind of like, to me. Okay. It's like, uh, what would no, you, would you don't call, take it as a challenge. <laughs> would you call it torture porn? Yeah. Uh, it's medical porn, maybe, too. It's, yeah. Maybe. Uh, it's it's gruesome. Hmm. Um, the guy that plays the villain in the first one, the, the mad doctor that comes up with the concept that he has to construct... Is one of the most compelling villains I've ever. He really is. He is fantastic. <laughs> the actor is His so over the top. His face is built like a skull. It is. Man, it's incredible. Yeah. But I, I wish he would be in something that was a little less disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> There's people that make great livings doing B movies. I mean, Dee Wallace, who was in every B movie ever, she did Close Encounters of Third Kind as well, which isn't a B movie, but before that she did The Howling and all that, has made quite a comfortable living being a B movie scream queen. Really? You'd recognize her face. You're like, oh, her, because she was in like every '80s scream movie. Remember the Howling? Like, I don't e. remember the Howling. And E.T. <laughs> That's the one exception to her. She's actually a very good actress. But, but my point being, B movies, e. great way to make a living. Vincent Price made terrible movies. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Mm. So did uh, so did Peter. Uh, Shut your mouth, Cushing, sir. and oh, and what's his Shut name? Shut your mouth, Michael Caine. <laughs> made Michael Caine's movies. made some terrible films, but he's he made, chooses. Which but he's movie. also made some great films. Yes, he has. He chooses which movie he's going to be in depending on what time of year it is and what country he wants to go to. Right, that time of that's, year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I hear just, Spain is nice. That's his criteria. <laughs> right. You're going to pay me to go to Spain for two months. Okay. What? Uh, at, what? You go to what time of year to go to Spain. <laughs> For two months. Okay. <laughs> if you want to sound like Michael Caine, you should only say a few words at a time. <laughs> it's true. You know, I actually, he was my favorite Alfred. Yeah. But I don't think he's my favorite Alfred anymore. Really? The guy on Gotham. Oh, yeah. You just love Gotham so much. The guy do, on Gotham. Do you know, do you awesome. know who the guy on Gotham is? Mm-mm. It's John Pertwee, who is one of the doctors. It's his actual biological son. John Pertwee was the one that, oh, that played the cool. Nusian yeah. Judo. He had a little lisp and he wore the cape. Okay. You're like, you're like 60s Batman's <laughs> strangely quasi-unwholesome relationship with Robin for Gotham. What? Oh, yeah. yeah a little, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you are. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I love it. When did you get hooked on it? Just recently? Yeah. I watched the whole first season, and then I subscribed to the second season on Amazon. I think. Oh, I finally been watched, binge watched all of Daredevil. Yeah, good. speaking of uh, good, isn't shows, that good? It was yeah, great. I'm, I and am I telling did you, as well. Kingpin is like the best. Uh, that Kingpin, in my mind, is the best current example of a villain who believes he's a hero. Like Absolutely, he, like he, everything he does is for. His and that's heroic reason. He's and the hero of his own story. Right out of the comics. I remember as a mm-hmm. kid thinking, why is Kingpin so dangerous? He doesn't hit anything. He's just a big you know, guy that sits in an office. And you realize, and as an adult, it's like, that's the scariest dude. He's, he, he's called the Kingpin because he's in charge of everything. Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, get it now. And they pull it off really well in that series. Did you, do you watch The Leftovers? Uh-uh. Uh, Eccles, what's his name? Eccleston? Peter. Eccleston? Mm-hmm. Christopher yeah. Eccleston? Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. I didn't even realize it was him. I watched the whole first season. One of my favorite characters in it didn't realize it was him. Hmm. He plays a preacher who's trying to convince everyone that this mass disappearance that happened, because all these people just dis- disappear. He's trying to convince everyone that it's not the rapture. 
The Leftovers. All right. Yeah. I finally saw Ascension as well. Oh, did you like it? Did you like it? No spoilers. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it or not, but I saw a lot of that stuff coming. Okay. For some reason. I was like, Fair enough. You're smarter than the rest of us. That's right. No. No. And did you I enjoy actually, it? Even if you saw it coming, did I, you enjoy it? I did, especially at the end. There's a couple of things that like took some turns. I'm like, oh, didn't expect that. I thought the pacing was weird, and I thought the writing was not great in places. It's almost like somebody came in and inserted stuff. You're like, it, why was that in there? The pacing makes more sense when you realize that, because it's a six-episode right. thing, right. that when they aired, it was like one evening was one and two, three, four, five, six. Oh, that might make So if sense. you watch them chunk like that, it works a little better okay. pacing-wise, but... All right. First email. Wherein Eric writes his first email to Happy Jack's crew. We like that. A- Eric Yay. or Aaron? Yay. Dear Left Coasters. This is Aaron on mine. D- did I say Eric? Yeah. You did. It's Aaron. I meant Aaron. I meant Aaron, I meant Aaron with a silent C. He's, and a he's making errands all over the place. Uh-huh. Hello. Longtime listener and big fan of the podcast. I was born in Pennsylvania, live in New Jersey, and work in New York City. Take your pick of accents. Uh, could you do Pennsylvania Dutch? No, uh, not at all. <laughs> no, you got to think of witness. Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah. Just do Kennedy, because I'm sure he fucked somebody from one of those places. Era. <laughs> you know when Kennedy died, it was the end of an era. 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 Because of your podcast, my <laughs> new hobby is looking like a mental patient on a bus on the bus to work. Now it's starting to sound shitty. There you go. It's yeah. Australian. It's actually pretty amazing. <laughs> I didn't realize how similar they were. You sound like drunk Siri. <laughs> to stifle giggles. And occasionally wiping tears from my eyes. People tend to not sit next to me. Which is a shame because I'm clearly bringing the fun. Episode 15, season 15, episode 11, contained an email whose author asserts that a well-designed game will have a mechanical out, will have mechanical outcomes that match the G, what the GM would decide. I've been drinking. Shut up. Without <laughs> I having silently to, judged you. Jeez. Without wait till it's your turn. You're not silent, camera. <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> She's pretty <laughs> fuzzy though. Yeah, we're all fuzzy because it has to be a, a low res, or else the computer, well, my bandwidth goes. Because <laughs> trying to put up four video signals. It's time to have a dedicated T1 line hardwired. T1 in ain't shit anymore. Dedicated T. Terminator 2, like a T2 line. T2000? T2000. Yeah. I've thought about it. They're expensive, though. You get a T2. It may crash, but you know what? It'll be back. hey Come on. Every one of them a Maserati. You should you should start over, because you didn't get very far, and it's been shitty so Your far. Your opinion, man. Uh, whose author asserts that a well-designed game will have mechanical outcomes that match what the GM would decide without having to roll dice. By extension, the question is, why do we waste our time rolling dice for stuff whose outcome is reasonably known? My initial response is, because the random element makes for a better story. If outcomes are known, then why are you even playing? To tell the truth, to, to tell a truly collaborative story, an RPG has to provide an element of the unknown. If only there were some means by w- by which the erstwhile common progression of cause and effect might, through dint of unseen happens unforeseen happenstance, be deviated and thus germinate into a less predictable result. I just On Earth, n- we call these dice. I just navigated my way through that sentence and emergent surprise on the other end. That's really well written. <laughs> 
It wasn't for, well spoken by Stu, but it was well written, well written though. For example, in basic D and D, you open doors by rolling one d six. On a roll of one, a roll of one always succeeds, but you can adjust your uh, adjust by your strength score. So a strength adjustment of three means that you improve your chances to one to four on a d six. Wait, wait, wait! A roll of one always succeeds, or a roll of one always succeeds. They're in, talking about basic D and D, old, old, okay. old red box. Back in the days of Dungeons okay. and Dragons. <laughs> When the dragons were still young. Admittedly, by assigning success to a random roll, it's possible for a weak, weaker character to force open a door that a stronger character couldn't budge. But if we went to the logical outcome, you wouldn't roll at all. You'd just assume the strongest character would open all doors. Conversely, anyone with a strength lower than the strongest character wouldn't even make the attempt. <clears throat> Two bad consequences. Consequences result. Consequences? One. If consequences, the consequences. Marriage. <laughs> you guys wait till you're reading. I can't wait. <laughs> if the GM says a door cannot be forced, even if there's a good reason, he sounds arbitrary. And more importantly, two, it denies players the golden opportunity to be heroic. To succeed not only against the odds, but also against logical expectations. And really, if you want, if all you want are logical expectations, your hobby should be reading ISO 9000 manuals. <laughs> that sounds awfully gripping. Uh, a good GM welcomes a good GM welcomes unexpected outcomes as opportunities to twist the story, introduce a new plot element, or simply reverse the player's expectations. I can't tell you how many times a random roll over a mundane thing took the adventure in a whole new direction. Once the PCs were on horseback pursuing an NPC villain on foot, the party were faster, and the villain's chance of escape was slim. Yet the dice were on his side. Against all odds, the bad guy got away. The PCs convinced themselves that the villain had magical aid, and maybe was in league with a, demo a demonic protector. And thus, his reputation as a dangerous foe grew in the players' minds, and I got to start a new story arc involving the villain's newfound arcane connections, which made for a much better climax. All oh, from... Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> aren't, all, aren't all climaxes good, though? I mean... <laughs> but this one is better. better. Well, they can be made better. They can always be made better. <laughs> Wow, Star Wars porn. That's uh, <laughs> my child. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know if you ruined my childhood or improved it. Um, so, is there a is there has the the porn title been announced for the Force Awakens parody porn parody? Uh, I I don't know. Why are you looking at me? Well, you, would, <laughs> you would know. You would know. Well, I would. I don't know. I don't. You work. you come up with them like bam, bam. The like titles. I'll, okay, I come up with one. Come up with here. one. Uh, <clears throat> I force her to awaken. <laughs> the it could be the horse awakens. Yeah. The Whoa. Hi you. Subtitle. Hello. What have we here? <laughs> uh, newfound arcane connections which made for a much better climax. All from a single die roll against what might have been a foregone conclusion. Anyway, thanks for reading. Keep up the great podcast. Aaron, a.k.a. Abel Seaman on the forums. Oh, no. 
P.S. I said climax. <laughs> P.P.S. Instead of a full gaming horror story, I'll leave you with this. This. One DM we had in high school, I'll call him Oliver Bolliver Buttface McBean, wouldn't let us sneak up on his monsters. Despite all precautions, he said our PCs were too loud. Even after we removed armor and gear and being totally quiet. Okay, wait a second. He's from, where is he from? He's put a U in armor. He was the quietest GM we'd ever seen. seen. Oliver Bolliver Buffett has been. <laughs> See, and I was thinking, Dr. Seuss, Oliver Bolliver Buffett McBean wouldn't let his players, would only let his players be seen. <laughs> they would sneak and they would creak and they would, they, yeah, wouldn't let his players' <laughs> enemies be seen. Uh, but you're making too much noise. We'd ask, what noise? And he'd say, the monsters can hear your swords creaking in their scabbards. Sure. <laughs> I guess uh, he must, it, players must have like just jumped a bunch of his monsters and wiped them out once. And he's like, never again, never. I'm probably, nope, no more sneaking up. I'm Oliver Bolliver, but what does it mean? I had a, dream. a song in there. <laughs> I'm he's sh- Oliver Bolliver, but they bean. See, it's good. It rolls <laughs> it right off the tongue. <laughs> Trippingly. I had a dream where I was at a con and went to a table with a huge banner that read Oscar and the Essential Workers. There, Tappy was running a game for a bunch of tweens. As this, I sat down, this might actually happen. <clears throat> oh God! As I sat down, he was dis- describing an encounter, and all I heard him say was, "As you punch her ovary, she sprouts another head." Hail Hydra! <laughs> <laughs> I'm rewatching that right, now. <clears throat> the first season. Then I said. I can't fap to that. And I got up. (laughs) (laughs) One kid looked up at me as I left with a worried expression. For some reason, I remember feeling bad that I didn't take him with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually really funny. Aaron, the Chimera RPG, Simple Rules, Unlimited Options. Welshpiper.com. And he's an able seaman. So I I wanted to talk... I wanted to talk a little bit about when you're dealing with failure, because he mentions something that's very interesting when he ended up creating an entire subplot based off of one die roll that failed Mm -hmm. and the players stopped and said, huh, he must have some kind of, because my guess, he's rolling in secret. They don't know. They don't say, oh, he rolled a one. Sure. They just know that it didn't, that the guy got away, right? Uh, or and that didn't... ended up creating, uh, and he, yes, yes, and did that, and yeah. ended up creating an entire subplot based on this guy having some sort of deme- demonic help or something of the sort. But that was the players that believed he had, like they, I'm sure, because right. this happens all the time, something <clears throat> happens or you lay something out and players are on the table start talking about, oh, oh my God, that must have been this, or right. that was like, and... Many times it's so much more better <laughs> than what was in your little GM head. Absolutely, absolutely. You say yes. So you go with it. But when when we're talking about failure and making failure interesting, which is kind of what this is. I think that's the key. Because you don't want to set it up so they fail and they can't complete the adventure. You don't want to set it up so if somebody can't pick the lock on the door... They can't get in to, to save the princess, and she dies. You don't, you know, or, or maybe that's a flawed example, but the point being that you don't want one little impediment to be the complete ending of their adventure. 
I think I think it needs to be you need to be I, no, what's the word I'm not, not careful but I think you need to use die rolls prudently prudently Prudent? What? You'd be prudent. prudent in your application of die rolls? I think so. I, only... Because uh, we've all played games where people make you roll for everything. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, the the very common thing that we all do. Everyone make a perception check. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everyone makes a perception check. What the fuck are you going to do if no one gets the, no exactly. one gets the, gets the number? <laughs> well, de- but depending on what it is you were having them look for or listen for or smell for... That doesn't happen, and now they're going to be surprised, or they're not going to pick up right uh, that, well, it, that it, tidbit of information. Now, hopefully, you get them that information in a different way if it's important information. But and I, and I guess the question is, if you're going to give them that information in a different way, even if they don't roll, why did you make them roll to begin with? And and I think that you know what I'm saying. I think that that's maybe a different set of dice rolling i think i think we agree that because again gumshoe pointed that out to us uh, with the whole thing it's like if they have an important clue give it to them or give them three different chances to if find they've got, it if they've got the skill give they, them the clue right? give them yeah. the clue and and especially if it's something that moves your plot forward or moves their investigation forward or moves the the story forward give it to them you're not doing anybody any service by having people roll a bunch of dice till they succeed rolled oh nobody nobody succeeded in their perception everybody roll again uh, no, uh, everybody roll again. Well, Why that, don't you well, just tell so the, them? But who does that, though? Really? I, I've seen it happen. And maybe anymore, it's a stalling None technique. of us anymore. None of us anymore. Right. No. But I can see how a failed die roll or even a failed roll can turn into something much more spectacular. Sure. Mm-hmm. Although, and i got to say, this kind of, to me, this kind of... Uh, Justifies my proponents for rolling in secret. Yeah, because if if the play if if the players are being are, are chasing some guy, and you know, and I'm making the rolls out in the open and his evasion rolls or whatever, and I roll a twenty, and the guy gets away, are they going to say, "Oh, he must have had demonic help"? No, if they the see the roll. twenty, yeah, they saw the die roll. Sure. The players aren't going to even think about that. No. But if it's happening behind the scenes, they don't know what he's rolling. They don't right. know if he's got bonuses or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, all they know is, oh, yeah, the guy got away. How the hell did he get away? We're faster the than bus he is, is, and there's nine of us and one right. of them. What the fuck? It must have been demonic. It's, well, we rolled a 20, and I'm going to justify it. And all of a sudden, your story takes a different point. Sure. We don't have to justify it, but if it makes it more interesting, why not? Right. Well, the rules layer. How did he get away? You explain it to us. <laughs> <laughs> On what page does it say that he can get away? Um, I I don't know. I, I, it might be system. There are some games, for instance, for example, GURPS, that has a rule and a point or something for everything, and sometimes it's built into your stats as well. So I, I sometimes feel like I need to honor somebody's stats to and and have them roll dice for certain things because uh, the ranger's really good at seeing stuff in the dark or whatever, and you need to like all right. I need to honor that because you put points into it. But sometimes I also feel like with with games that are just sort of like D and D or whatever, they're just sort of it's a general perception role. I just sort of give it to them. Um, I'm not. I I'm, I'm deathly afraid of everybody because the way I roll dice of everybody bogging <laughs> down on a bad dice roll. Right. Well, I'm, if you're if you're gonna make someone roll dice. You should have an idea of what's going to happen, whether they succeed or whether they fail. Mm-hmm. And if 
both of them aren't interesting, my preference is to not even roll it. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Angry who said that rolling for perception is just a, a like a, a way for the GM to pause and, and gather his thoughts. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. You. I, I, sometimes I think I, I think I like to have if it's obvious, I lay it out for people. But if it's inobvious or it would require them to use an expertise, then I like to have them roll. I've noticed that with your Traveler game. I've, I've managed to sit, talk my way all the way up to the point where you're like, if you're on a computer, you're going to have to make a computer's roll. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> well, or, or and, then if, and then if a roll is missed, I, I, especially if, if you're close, right? You know, if it's not, I'm, I missed, you know, in Traveler, oh, fuck, I rolled a two or a three or something. Like, all right, well, you just can't find it, right? Um, or it will take a lot longer. Right, because you can add, you can always add time, right? If somebody's That's, looking for something and they're like, I'm trying to figure this out right now, and you and they roll poorly, you can say, well, look, you'll find it eventually, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to really go through the web and really, you know, crawl through all the different subnets, and you're going to have to go into like a couple of dark nets, and God's probably going to take you like, you know, you thought it'd be quick, but you're, it's going to take you like six hours. And then that, it's up to the player and the, and the group to say, okay, we'll take the six hours of game time, and then maybe some other things happen. But like when, in the in the the jailbreak episode, mm-hmm. right? Like you were looking at the armor, and you had a lot of expertise, and I had you roll, and you missed. I failed, so I didn't tell you this is the thing. No, but I gave you some information that may have led you there or may not have led you there. Which was, yeah, it looks it's his armor, but it looks like it. I don't know, maybe it's been repaired, but it's you know it it. I wanted it to look maybe abnormal. Because that might take you a different direction. It but didn't. You, but it but, didn't. But, but I knew that there was something wrong. Right. I knew that we were missing something. Right. Um, so Maybe because I knew I rolled badly. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was a little metagamey, but I was trying to work that into the fact that I, we were definitely missing something. You know, I, I kept saying that about that episode. For people right. who haven't heard it, I'm not going to give too many spoilers. Right. But um, And that's an interesting way to work around a bad die roll. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily like, oh my god, you failed. It's the end of the adventure, or right. uh, you guys don't succeed, and you go go home and you know leave and make it start an end. But it's a way of like, well, uh, this is really really difficult. It's harder than you thought. It's probably going to take you more time, right? And then there's consequence for the time, or I'm giving you partial information. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the thing I think is always hard is when you have a character make a skill roll um, and they critical fail, which is why I like. The thing that Stork introduced that I think many of us have adopted is like, okay, wait, what happens? Yeah, tell me how you failed. Tell me how you failed. Right. Um, because though the player knows it's wrong, they're now figuring out like, okay, well, this is probably how my character would have really gotten that wrong. Yeah. I, I, and I find that that actually takes the story in different places. Again, mm-hmm. with, with uh, Star Wars, uh, Elspeth made a, made a call when she did a, a fail. It's like, I'm going to have the bolt blast back. Right, it suddenly, mm-hmm. suddenly, because like, the the house that we were shooting up, it was magnetically sealed. Well, all of a sudden, that had consequences on oh, yeah. everybody in the game. Absolutely. That changed everything. It changed that everything yeah. by one little failure. Now, all of a sudden, everybody was being affected, and that's an interesting way to make a that die was, roll. That was not only I'm going to do something mean to my own character. I'm going to change the narrative slightly so that the entire battlefield has now changed. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What one of the thing that that just came to mind, and this, it, 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 I guess, is very specifically. I suppose a uh, powered by the apocalypse thing. Uh, David Kizia, the guy who ran the game for us, who's one of the designers of Spirit of Seventy Seven, very good at coming up with not 
all, not always necessarily story changing failures, but sometimes just entertaining failures. Mm-hmm. Like in, in that episode, Dave's character has a particular trick that he does, mm-hmm. and he fails. But it's a, it's not a regular normal failure. It's a failure with a surprise. consequence. Right. It's like a Co- failure with a complication or whatever yeah, it is. Right. right. Mm-hmm. It's the seven to nine. Which means he has to do this thing that it's he a, does. It's a partial success. It's like it succeeds, but there's a consequence or something like that. I think is. I think it's a failure. I don't know. Yeah, it's like six or below is a fail because you get an experience. Right. Seven to nine is the thing you're trying to do happens, but there's a negative that happens with it as right. well. And then a ten or plus is just success. And so he he keep this thing he does. He keeps having to do it over and over again, and that was very funny. It was, well, the whole mm-hmm. game was pretty hysterical. It was, but yeah. it was. He's a good GM. But that game He's is, a very good GM. And that's yeah, why that I wanted him to fantastic. GM us. That game brings out good GMs. Because like, I played with a guy named Mike Rojas who did a, a, it was a DM Does it bring he out was, good GMs or are good GMs attracted to the system? I think good hmm. GMs are attracted to the system. Yeah. Because it's, it's definitely not for everyone. And you have to be quick. And you, I mean, it's all on your shoulders. If you're having an off night, that game can suffer. Right. I mean, for those people who live locally, you would do well to sign up for one of David Gizia's games at one of the Strategicon events if you can. Yeah. Because watching him work as a GM, you will learn shit. Yeah, absolutely. You will absolutely learn shit. His characterizations are spot on. They are great. You know instantly which character, he doesn't even have to say a word. You know which character he's playing by his mannerisms. He's like, and we really played good. for, it was about a three hour three and a half hour. session, three and a half hour session. Three hour tour. Did not sit down once. No. no. I don't mm-hmm. think. Or like only when it was in character. Right. Would mm-hmm. he yeah. sit. He sat down when he played one particular character. Yeah. Who was right. Smoking a cigarette. Right. And he well, would sit down. yeah, he even played a tiger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that comes up, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. So take a listen to it. Fantastic GM. You ought to try it someday. It's a, it, it's a really GM-centric, yeah, but it's yeah. it's kind of like theater sports. I mean, you really have to be on it. I mean, seriously, it's all about yes sure. standing. And you can see him, his eyes roll back, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking How can I, I make this connection? And then off he go again. I would need to start using Coke. Again, <laughs> to play that. That's the kind of game where you need that edge. It's not just like, oh, I'm Sparkle kinda, powder. I'm not really feeling it today. You need, yeah. you need, you need, a, you need focus, focus powder to quote this, powder. This, week's, this week's episode of Blackish. Mm. At one point, the main character's having a hard time in a presentation, and one of the other guys at the advertising company works with looks up and he's like, oh, if you want, I have some focus powder in my office. It's <laughs> like, focus powder. <laughs> That's the best. That's funny. Can you use that in Mage the Ascension? Is there focus powder focus in powder? there? I'm sure there can You'd be. You fucking need it to get through that book. Holy shit, that thing is huge. <laughs> I know. Is it, it's sitting over there. The table's leaning. Oh, my God. Is it in here? Oh, it's in here. I'm oh, sorry. No, it's, in, it's in there. Yeah, my Mage, my mage uh, the 20th Anniversary yeah. Edition finally showed up. I got it, too. I haven't actually unwrapped it. but I. Yeah, Holy it's... Christ. <laughs> Have you tried reading it yet? Yes, it's hard to hold. Oh, the whole, the first like <laughs> 200 pages is all about like words you need to know in their back. They are so in love with their world. You know what it's for? You know what that book is for? A companion of Traveler 5? No. So you can hold up the no. book. That book is for when your iPad runs out of battery. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got the combo. I got the, the PDF and the book and the print I on demand too. book. And I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable. iPad. Wow. <sighs> 2% power. Shit. All right. Get the book back out again. It, it really is like two inches thick. I it think. is. And it it's is, a 16-inch book, maybe? It is. I got the one with the thin paper. I didn't get the premium paper. Uh-oh. I might have gotten the premium. I have to. Oh, my God. The my premium box. paper will be like a phone book. <laughs> I will. Oh, absolutely. The the thin paper. I don't, I don't know if By the way, is, for our younger listeners, a phone book 
is a, a, a papery <laughs> device that used to have people's it's phone numbers contacts, in it that you would look it up and, and find people's phone numbers. It's like yeah, it's like your contacts list, but it's even people you don't know. That's right. For our really young listeners, <laughs> a book is a thing that used to has words right. in it and information. <laughs> anyway, um, it is as thick as book one of Hero 6th Edition. So anyone out there who is familiar with Hero 6th Edition... And the size of those books. I challenge that it's thicker. <laughs> I think we need to have a side-by-side comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, in, in a minute, when the next email gets read, I will go grab both and, and, and we get should, a pair we, of calipers we, we and hold we'll them up. Okay. This out. Yes. <clears throat> is there fatal rules for figuring out how big Fa- the book is? Fatal's bigger than both because it's a thousand pages. Um, but it, if it was premium paper... Don't get technical with me. <laughs> You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> Why we do the show anymore? If we didn't have to read emails, we could just soundboard for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> soundboard wars. So there you go. Did we you. ever? Did we ever really address it though? I mean, about I are we, we going to? Uh, yes. Are we going to like lose with style? I, don't I think. I think it is. Well, I. I think the ba- the biggest thing is that a f- a failed role should be an opportunity for storytelling, right? Because mm-hmm. it's that's why you have flaws. It's why you have negative characteristics. You know, that's why you have disads, and that's why. And those are all things that are so. Everybody's not just a perfect Superman type. You know, it's like, and so when you fail something, like make make something out of it, make it memorable. That wasn't flying. That was falling with, with style. style. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much, there, Aaron, for the email. If that's your real name, which it isn't. It... What the? What was that? I didn't hit the wrong button. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who Who'd like to read the next one? Okay. I'm going to go grab those books. I'll be right back. I started listening this season. I haven't trolled the archives. I love actual play podcasts. I enjoyed the moment of truth play test. I have a mechanic suggestion in comment about... uh, Mechanic suggestion. Colon, which you don't often see in letters. In combat about successes to hit above the target number. Okay, I got it now. I'll read that right. I have a mechanic suggestion in combat about successes to hit above the target number. The character can adjust one of his or her damage die upwards by one. If you need a four to do minor damage and rolled a couple of threes, then you can turn those into minor damage. But it, if rolled twos, you are out of luck. This allows characters who succeeded with style... There it is again. <laughs> succeeding with style. <laughs> ...to have a benefit with their damage dice. It also creates more tension when pulling dice to defend. So I'm... Uh, I'm I'm lost in the mechanics. Uh, well, so doing the, doing the last moment of truth play test, we had it where we it was very difficult for us to be hitting, and so we did some adjusting, right on the fly. But he's saying that he's like in combat, right in combat when you uh, so success is to hit above the target number, like how many you need, right? So the character can adjust one of his or her damage die upwards by one. But I don't understand. The only thing I don't understand in this is. What am I? What am I using to do that? Like I just get to do it because I feel extra like extra successes. You can use an extra success. Convert an extra success into moving. 
a damage die number up by one. Yeah, interesting. Okay, all right. Is that what, that's I think I'm not sure I understand. There, he, he, when he originally wrote this email, I could tell it was done with voice recognition <laughs> ah. because there were words that were replaced by words that might together sound like the word he meant to say or the ah, word he'd actually did say. My question for discussion is, when starting a new campaign, do you prefer to have characters start at first level or at some higher level? Why? And does your opinion change with the system? Huh. That's a good question. That is a great That's a very good question. Uh, I, I, it changes with the system. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, because, you know, like if there's just ones that don't have levels, for example. Right. Well, I mean. You can't start at first level. With point by game by games, you can change the amount of points. Right, right. It, so you can. There, I mean, like Savage Worlds is kind of a point by system, but it has veteran and it has yeah. experienced and I can't remember what the beginner. Is. It's like beginner, I think. Seasoned or, veteran, uh, novice. Yeah, novice. novice. Yeah, novice. Seasoned veteran, epic hero, whatever. And most, I mean, most people start novice there, but a lot of people I know when they're playing D and D will start at like. What like fifth level, so they get like second or third level spells. Well, you know that's that's what I was going to say. Was it depends on the game I'm wanting to run, not necessarily the system, but what type of game I want to run. Mm-hmm. If I, if everybody's Harry Potter and you're starting out as kids, yeah, well, you can be all be level one and we'll work our way up. But if you guys are already kind of war vets or something, yeah, two or three mm-hmm. or four is an okay way to start. Then you have some skills, you have some stories you can tell, you can kind of write it into your backstory. Yeah, I. You know, I went to war and I mustered out. I, it really depends on the type of game I want to tell, not the system I'm running. I, I'd agree with that. Uh, I, I mean, especially like with the the Traveler game, if I was going to run another Star Wars Traveler game, I would be very tempted to put an age cap on all the characters. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, because you get after a while, you get Munchkins that just start rolling up characters and they get like ships and like oh, I know, crazy. <laughs> well, it, it, I tell you, as a GM, it's it. Really, it it be, it's become and it's fun, but it's become challenging to figure out what I'm going to put in front of you guys sure. that you're going to be interested enough to go do. Because it's not like, oh man, if we can if we can just make a couple of you know just a few thousand credits, we can make another week. It's like, well, I got a payment of six hundred and seventy thousand credits. I got to make this quarter. You right. know, it's, you know, it's fucking nuts. To keep the ship running, right? And you got we ex, need to get around the universe. Ex vice admiral and ex commanders and just like a fucking mm-hmm. Sith lord. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's like okay, well, <laughs> this is the this is the big leagues, Maybe. and that's much harder at times to come up with. Yeah, something that is going to be compelling to the players. It'd be a lot easier if you'd been playing for a while and got to that level, so that the party has established villains and. Rivals and things like that that they could that are that already exist that they can deal deal yeah. with and have to. Traveler kind of does that for you, but I know what you're trying to say, which yeah. is yeah. If you're trying, let's say it's not Traveler, let's say you're going to run a, a fifth level D or, or <clears throat> not fifth level, a fifth edition D and D, and everybody starts at level ten. Uh, yeah, we're like, we're okay. How did you guys get here, and how many people have you pissed off along the way? We need a list of stuff, so I have something to work with. Now, let me ask. Um, with the with, in the case of. Uh, I fucking hate Scudgers. Rob. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> In the case of Rob's character... <laughs> fucking hate Scudgers. Rob's character, did he roll a mishap at, when he was done? Um, I don't think I mishapped... No, he... I don't think I... Ha- I don't... He may have mishapped out and then not... And like, okay, I'm out. Okay. I, I don't... I don't remember. 
I may have forgotten to do mishaps. Okay, because I, I remember I when, when I ran the Traveler, the Traveler right. game, it made everyone do the mishap, uh, and that's what saved the game that made it possible to run it because right. Dave's character, Dave rolled an Archduke, mm-hmm. which is like one step underneath the, the Imperial family. Yep. Right, and you were playing canon. You were trying to play in right. the Traveler world, so you had to incorporate that. <laughs> and it's like, okay, why are you even yeah. with these people doing anything? He's like the Kardashians. He's right. got a lot of money and stuff, but he really wasn't that, you know. He was like, oh, that side of the family. No, no, he no, he he had a mishap. He, there was a there was an attempt on his life by basically the archduke above him. The arch archduke. It was still an arch, just an archduke, but um, and he, basically his father told him You're, they're going to try to kill you because they've already tried to come after me. So you need to get out of here. That's why he kept traveling around and wouldn't stay in places for too long because he, he wanted to keep moving. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he owned the ship. Any on the ship. So let me just say, these two books, here's the thing. This book, you can see... This is Mage the Ascension. This is Mage, this is uh, 20th 20th Anniversary Edition Mage. See how it kind of arches a little bit? Right. You kind of have to push it in, because if you look on the pages on this (laughs) side, they wrinkle. So you kind of have to kind of close it. And if you close it, you will see that they're almost exactly the same size. What's the paper thickness, though? In uh... The paper thickness in this is much thinner. Uh-huh. So then if hero? you get if no in Mage the Ascension, no, this, but then then the hero book. Yes, the hero hero paper is like super thick. So if you were to get the premium paper for Mage the Ascension, I would imagine it's probably going to be a quarter again as large as this. I I still need calipers. So maybe we get a set of okay. Calipers. You you do that. You do that. <laughs> I think they're about the same. I put them on a table. And I, I felt they were very close. To I the used same. mine as a table. <laughs> you should weigh um, those too. They are both more useful than Traveler Five. Oh, <laughs> I, which I have to say, in its defense, makes a great doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> you Was actually it? took the time to try to run it. I mean, you went and read through. the I rules did not and try to run it. Okay. I did try to read it. <laughs> okay. Was it? Was it? Was it laid out nice? No. Did it have good craftsmanship? Nope. Oh. How about the cover art? <laughs> what cover art? It's a black cover with says Traveler across it with a five. How much more black could it be? <laughs> the answer is none. <laughs> more black. None, none more black. black. <laughs> it's full of charts. <laughs> oh my God, it's full of charts. <laughs> All right. Urgentish. Thank you, Douglas Palmer. I um, will I will say this, because he asked about campaigns. I like to start characters in general lower yes. in a campaign and let them over time grow with the story and make decisions and have things that increase the the character's power whatever that means that is in direct relationship to the story that's happened one shot all bets are off and usually you have a higher powered character in a one shot because yeah you want players to do whatever the hell they want but i I don't know i like i I like lower levels urgentish from matt in chesterton uh, I'll read this one. All right. Salutations, Abbot Stew and the Jackalites. Matt from Chesterton here. It's been a while since I've written, but in that time I have finally come full circle on the backlog and survived with almost no brain damage. Almost. I started listening with Season 14, Episode 9, and have reached that this week. 
powering through three, sometimes four a day. Jesus. <laughs> and intend on going through it again, taking copious notes this time around. Matt, you need life, my friend. <laughs> when you're done with those notes, can you send them to us? Because I think we've forgotten what we've said. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah I can put them in. I'll give you a username and password on that. You can put show notes in all the old oh, episodes. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I Let's need to say that. that when I started... I had dropped the hobby for almost 20 years and hadn't actually played in almost 35. But since I started listening to you, I am now playing in two games and running my 11-year-old daughter one-on-one through her first campaign. Nice! Yay! Thank you for all the knowledge and wonderful hours of camaraderie that you have shared with the world. It truly feels like I'm with a group of old friends while I'm listening. If I were with you, I would crack... Crap open a bottle, sorry, crack open a bottle <laughs> of Lafroig and toast to your health. I think I might do that anyway. Drink! Oh, hang on. Uh, Lafroig. Uh, of the Freug beers, it's one of them. The Lafroig, yes. Doesn't that it's sound the like French Freug. Doesn't that sound like Clouseau's, like one of his names? <laughs> yeah. Now, to the urgent part. Ooh. In one of my games, we meet the last Sunday of the month at the local library. So it's going to be October 25th this month. We are running through D&D 5e, Horde of the Dragon Queen. Horde of the Dragon Queen. Adventure. And all things in leaf. Sorry. Last session, the DM asked me to fill in the next session as DM and run a one-shot. There you go. I have the perfect adventure, but there is one thing in 5e I'm not quite getting. The lair actions that dragons can take. Mm-hmm. The monster manual says that on initiative count 20, mm-hmm. losing initiative ties, the dragon takes a lair action. Hmm. I am confused as to what that really means. Is it that if the dragon gets a 20 on initiative, he can then take a lair action? Or that at the start of the initiative order every round, or something I'm not seeing? Help me, Stu Wan Vanubi and nope. the RPG nope. Jedi. Nope. You are my nope. only hope. Stu B. Wan Vanubi. Oh, Stu B. Wan Vanubi. Help me, Stu B. Wan Vanubi and the RPG Jedi. You are my only hope. Matt from Chesterson. Also, Matt in the chat room. P.S. Thank you again. You guys rock. Did you? I read. Up? Yeah, I Did read. You read it. All right. I, what's the yeah, answer? I read it today. Stubby one. Um, <clears throat> lair actions occur on as, as if the lair, or however you want to think of it, rolled a twenty. So if there's people ahead or people behind, they go on twenty. Um, within the specific monster, it will tell you how lair actions work. The first thing I looked up was a... I don't even remember what it was now. It wasn't a dragon. It was something else. It had lair actions, but it only got lair actions on, like, you roll a d6, and, like, it got one on a, like, a 1 through 5 or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you rolled a die, or you... I think they had to make an int roll or something. I don't... But it was like, if you make a roll, then here's three lair actions that can happen. Only one can happen per turn. And the same one cannot happen twice in a row. That seems to be kind of universal through the ones that I looked at. I looked at a couple dragon ones. The dragon ones get a lair action every turn. From from my reading of it, um, it just cannot be the same lair action. They usually have two or three or four of them. But it cannot be the same one over and over again, or even twice in a row. It's got to be this one, and then that one, and then this one, and however. So there you go. I actually went on the interwebs and looked it up. Oh well, look at you! Yeah. I, re- I read, printed it out because I was, I was, I, I was, read the monster manual. I, I, you read the monster manual, which I don't have. I only have the player's guide. Right. But this actually had a really interesting example. 
<clears throat> At the beginning of combat, all participants roll initiative, D20 dex. Everybody plus dex. Everyone ends up with a number and take their turns from highest to lowest. Initiative count 20, losing all ties. Means that the lair actions happen after any creature whose total for that initiative roll was 20, and before any creature whose initiative roll was 19. So, for example, a combat starts. Bob the fighter, dex 20, dex mob plus 5, rolls a 16 for initiative. His initiative count is 21. Jim the rogue, dex 16, mod plus 3, rolls 17 for initiative. His initiative count is 20. Tom the wizard, dex 14, uh, dex mob plus 2, rolls 17 for initiative. His initiative count is 19. Ginormous the ancient red dragon, dex 10, dex mod 0, rolls 16 for initiative. His initiative count is 16. Bob's turn happens first, followed by Jim's. Then Ginormous can use his lair action. Then Tom takes his turn. And finally, Ginormous takes his. So Ginormous can go twice because they get a lair action at 20. Well, well, yeah, the lair action is independent from the... From, yes. yes the, in, the lair action is independent from the creature's action. I think that's what he's asking him here. Because I, I think it's... Yes. Well, you, but, well, see, some, some of the monsters, the, the lair action will happen on 20, but they don't always get a lair action every turn. Okay. Dragons, from the few... I didn't look at every dragon, but the few <laughs> I looked at, they all they got one every turn. If you're attacking a dragon in its lair, it's going to use shit against you. Right. Well, it's like the intrinsic magic of the of its lair. Stuff happens. I think it's kind of a dopey mechanic myself. <laughs> I wouldn't use it. But. You can't just, like, knock stalactites down on your head or whatever? Or? It could be stuff like that, I suppose. Okay. They got rid of the area effect stuff. Like the... Remember fourth edition? I don't know if you ever looked at the fourth edition monster manuals, but they had like all the all the uh, the real high level monsters, like the thirty level monsters, <clears throat> all had like um, fields. Yeah, fear fields, and, yeah. right? Or like a wasting field yeah. or whatever. So you'd get within twenty feet of them, and suddenly, yeah, your constitution starts to drop by a point. Every yeah, it was it, like exactly, or you take damage. Or yeah. And by the way, Tim, looking at you in the chat room there, yeah, watch your fucking language. Oh, will you? Oh what my the god, fuck? We're I gonna... know. Got the little sto- little, little dot stars. Whatever. We're gonna have to ban him from the show. Asterix. Asterix is Asterix. Well, he's still on the show. He's right sure. there. No, he's not on the show. <laughs> he's in the chat room. He's in the, he's chat, in the chat room. room. He's yeah, he's you better been... watch your ass, he... new guy. It's right, Ooh. fucker. Watch your ass, new guy. Hey, punk monkey. Good to see you. I. Don't know who you are, but that's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that was that was the lair question. There you go. Thank you, Matt from Chesterton. And Matt said thank you for answering it because he was in the chat room. Oh, oh Matt's in the chat room. Nice. Hi, Matt. Yeah. So okay, let us know. Was that was that what you were aiming at? I mean, I get we gave you like four different answers. I think. I think you. Yeah. yeah I think we, we covered uh, it. We covered it pretty pretty clearly. <laughs> <clears throat> Email from Eric from Jersey. Joeyzy again. He says again. Uh, Chris it, hasn't read yet. I know, That's right. But I'm holding up for John from Sweden. Oh, all right. I guess. Uh, you want the oh, I should say, Jonas Larson sent me a book. Okay. From Sweden. Oh, from oh is that Sweden? that? It's that RPG that he was talking no. about. No. 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 He had a short story in an anthology, a science fiction anthology, and he sent me the English. I, I don't know if it was originally in English or in Swedish, but. The book he sent me, luckily, is in English. I nice. haven't read the story yet, but I found his story in it. He wrote a story that was in this anthology, and he mailed cool. me a book. So thank you very much, Jonas. I'll read that, and then I'll pass it to you. Printed author. We love that. 
Uh, you, you want me to do Eric from Jersey? I can read it if you don't want to. Uh, I, Chris is holding out, so okay, I'll read for it. some reason. You've already read once, right? Yes. I'll read again. Okay. Dear Stu and the Happy Jacks crew, hey, it's Eric from New Jersey again. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey. <laughs> I'm writing in to share a dilemma I'm having and seek your input on it. We have a person who started GMing for us recently. He is completely new to GMing, even though he has been a player since the 80s. And I commend him for taking the step into a larger world. That's a long time to have never GMed. Yes. I'm really actually astonished that he's been playing since the 80s. And I'm going to assume it was like, let's say, 89. But still. Who knows? It's over 20 years of never, ever taking the next step. Interesting. I, when I think of 80s, I think 81, 82, 83. 84, I do too. Right? I, yeah. When you think of 80s music, that's yeah. usually the era that I'm thinking of for music. It's like when everyone thinks of the 60s, they're really thinking of from like 69 to 73. Yeah. But it's not so with the 80s. Right. The 80s is like those four years. And the later <laughs> 80s are really the 90s. And early 90s. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> We should redo that chart. There should, should be like... What was I doing again? You're reading. Uh, he chose Pathfinder because he, he has been playing it with another group. It is enough like 3.5 that I knew the rules well enough to make a character. He chose an adventure path to go on for the, his first time GMing, which makes sense because he is new and wanted a full campaign that would help him out. Now, he's a little rough around the edges, as can be expected. The team has been constructive and encouraging to our new GM. However, Pathfinder with an adventure path has got to be the worst fucking experience <laughs> I have ever encountered in over 30 years of gaming. This is running this is running around in a little bullshit choo-choo along the fucking track while rolling dice once in a while. Anyone who thinks Pathfinder is the truest form of role-playing needs to have their ass examined because I want to know how they are talking out of said ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well. well. You know, that's just your opinion, man. <clears throat> I don't... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that's Wrong okay, one. I covered it. Okay. Uh, you really shouldn't hold back. You should tell us how you feel. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't sugarcoat it. That being said, I can't give up on our newbie GM. And this is not his fault. And I know he's invested money into this adventure path. So the big boy pants are coming on, and I will continue to sit there and shovel coal in the little fucking choo-choo. Euphemism. <laughs> but, <laughs> but my question comes down to, how can I make this fun for me? Is there any way? I want to support my friend, and I want, and it would seem from Stu's experience that trying to get them to change systems is not the best idea. No. <laughs> it's a great way to kill a campaign. Um... At least, you know, in in my sample of one. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. Although, See, yeah. now this is where it'd be great if Tim was on the podcast, because that fucker changes systems like underwear. <laughs> I know, I heard. Hopefully he wears in, underwear. Infrequently, but more than most, you know. <laughs> Probably changes the system more often than he changes underwear. Probably. Is what I hear. Yeah. I wonder if the systems he's wearing are just as shitty as his underwear. Oh! 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 Just saying. Does he run Skidmark RPG? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Those are racing stripes. Sorry. Um, sorry, I need to rant. Take a drink. Take a deep drink. No deeper. I said fucking oh, deeper. God. All right, hang on. So Cheers. Feed Eric in. from New Jersey. P.S. I'm gagging on this wine, bitch. Oh, yeah. So I took it deep. Hey, try you need the to white. control your gag reflex. 
I don't need to control my gag reflex. No, I like it when he gags. No. It's hot. He's the man that can open his bananas from the bottom. That's not too bad. Yeah. It tastes a little white. That's pretty good for a white wine. Bottle of red. I love it. Bottle of white. Uh, I should mention, too, that this poor guy is GMing to give me a break because I'm the GM of this crew. Okay, now you're being a fucker. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. This too shall pass. Yeah. How can he... Crappy joke. Thank you. That's very funny. Um, how can he make this fun for him without destroying the game? Mm. Well, you could have him listen to the show, but... Uh... His first time, he got this adventure path. He wants to try to run this adventure path. You can run the adventure path. You can also role play while you're going through the choo-choo train. Yeah. Yes. Basically, role play like freaking crazy. Yeah. And when we say role play, don't try to derail his adventure path no. at every turn. But have some fun with your character in mm-hmm. that while you're on that train. Change your character's personality so that he is intensely curious and wants to follow up every possible lead that comes along. Okay. Start there. Yeah. Make it your dump stat. Right. <laughs> and then. And then wisdom your second dump stat. <laughs> And then spend as much time as you can arguing with the rest of the party. Because that's fun for everybody. It is. I think it is. As a GM, it's a nice break for me. Okay. okay. Well, I find it stressful when you're in the party. Oh, the, the last vampire game, which is not up yet, so no spoilers. You guys spent 20 minutes talking. I, I, was that I, all? Because I thought it was longer. It sure felt longer. <laughs> that, that, that was you guys trying to figure out what you were going to do uh-huh. without knowing a key piece of information which right. had not been released right. and then once that key piece of information happened we had to argue another, 20, to minutes argue for another <laughs> 20 minutes to decide what to do which I thought was pretty fantastic I thought it went on it easily felt like an hour to me before we did anything it wasn't it, it may have actually been less than 20 minutes each pass wow seemed longer than that and I remember thinking at some point I'm like man people are sitting at home going get with it not at all <laughs> okay not at all i don't think that that will be the case all right um wh- where they say get on with it is when combat drags on Interesting. that's the thing that goes on interaction between characters uh, uh, speaking of actual plays people love that shit mm-hmm. it's well, people typically act- when we're playing when i when you're when we play we love doing that shit yep. absolutely yeah <laughs> and <laughs> And I, got a talented and I, mouth. I do. Damn right. <laughs> uh, and I saw in the chat room as well, yes, I am drinking from a... Uh, footed solo cup. Footed, <laughs> footed red solo cup. Can you dip your finger in it and dink it? Sure, hang on. It's amazing. Instead of singing like Crystal, it sounds like a frat boy. Ermagerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think the key here is for you to role play in spite of being on the train. Think of it as think of it like my dinner with Andre. Oh, if there's you, compelling role playing. If you look at my dinner Good with movie. Andre, it is a, it is a movie about two characters having dinner together. The interesting part is not the fact that they're having dinner together. Or when will the check show up? Or what are you going to order? Or is your meal going to be late? It's the conversation they're having 
over dinner. And it, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, I I can't understand Under the Giant when he's talking in the first place. So I can't imagine watching an entire movie where he just eats. I have no idea why that would be compelling at all. Right? Well, it's it, I don't know if you know, but he's in it with Schwarzenegger. Oh, it's an amazing <laughs> film. It's the largest collection of speech impediments you've ever heard. It's fantastic. <laughs> all right. So Eric, ignore these people. <laughs> Let me just just tell you. But you would really like someone to do that though. I want to yeah. hear that. Andre the Giant's dead. No, I, 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 you know, there's people that do impersonations. <laughs> you can't do an impersonation. How about the, the giant? peanut? How are you going to make your head so big? I know. <laughs> CG. I don't even work out. <laughs> I don't Anybody even work want out. A peanut? <laughs> That's it. That's, that's Andre the Giant right there. Uh, I. I, I watched Princess Bride dozens of times before I understood he was like, I don't even work out. I'm oh, like, see, there's a good one. Orc and, Boss and says you know, Sylvester Stallone did the narration. It's good. <laughs> it's, it could happen. But and, and what's his name is in My Dinner with Andre? Uh, Schwarzenegger? No. Inconceivable. Wallace Shawn. He's one of the three characters in Wait till I get started. But you're, but you're absolutely right. Like it, it is about you can be in a very railroady situation, and the way you keep it fun is you say, okay, we know what we're doing. We know where we're going. We know what we have to do to get there. But man, the trip's going to be amazingly, right. ridiculously fun. Make it compelling. Make your make your own. If you need, try making your own subplots. That will give the GM a chance to do some yes ending. If you're if you're in a situation, I mean, you're not literally on a train, but if you're in a situation where you're in a town or something. Have your character go try to steal something from someone. <laughs> Complicate matters. Well, a little we bit. just told him not to derail the game too that's much. Not that's, that's not derailing. That's not derailing. It depends what, who your character is, but, right? And what you're stealing, but you know, try to try to you know lift someone's purse. It, yeah, it, maybe in baby steps, just take him off the path for brief brief moments. You know, instead of going to the general store where he wants you to go, go talk to a blacksmith instead, and maybe order a sword that's going to be made. He's going to be uh, 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 uh okay. And give it, and then you can come back to his plot, and then every you know every right. time you wander away, just go a little bit further, mm-hmm. and just and, and, and tell him it's okay. You always go back to his plot, and he'll be he'll be fine. I think you'll have more fun too. But Stu's right; you're stuck here. Make the best of it. Yeah, I'm sure you can find come up with role. amazing epic things your character has done in the past, and retell those stories at those little lull moments during the course of the game. When well, you guys are sitting there taking a a, a, a short rest after you've attacked something and and you've and you need you need to take a moment say oh okay i'm while we're sitting by the by the campfire i'm gonna relay the story of the time i slew a dragon here's a question for you Stu. Uh if you guys have an inn that you go to all the time could that count as a lair so if you get in a bar fight in it can you get lair moves (laughs) in the inn that that you frequent often they don't have lair actions in, in I Pathfinder. Think, I think then while you're uh, yeah oh, in Pathfinder, okay, yeah, you're right. It's a good question though, right? It is. I think we should create lair moves for uh, for bar patrons. Do drunks get lair actions? Uh, they're they in a should because they're in the pub the right. entire time. Dude, they're more than the bartenders. I did see um, somebody posted in the forums a link to uh, it was basically like a, a randomized d twenty table of things that can just happen in a pub. Uh-huh. And so it's like, so when you're inevitably in some pub or inn or tavern in your fantasy game and you're kind of stuck or you know what to do, it's like, eh, just roll D d20 and read this thing off. Yeah. And it was uh, it was kind of fun. I, I, there was a whole thing of charts I downloaded once. That, there was like a menus. so Because inevitably people are like, well, what do they got? And you're like, oh, fuck. I got to come up with some kind of thing. Oh, here's roll some dice. Uh, they have duck today and rice. There we go. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. So it, 
there's charts for everything, I guess. Mm. No, Just go to Traveler Five. There was a Eric question. From, there's Eric a question. From, sorry, there was a question for Chris in the chat oh, room. Hello. Said Chris, this is Southern California. I'm sitting in front of a fan with the air conditioning running on, and you're putting on a sweater. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be comfortable. <laughs> well, the air conditioning is on, and it's on. Se- it's 72, but it's still a little warm. Is it a little warm? It's it me. is. It is. I'm behind you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's she's the only one with like zero percent body fat around here. The rest of us are like you know right uh, yeah. So Look she's at those pro- guns. She's probably cold in ninety degree weather. <laughs> the rest of us are not zero percent body fat. It's, no, uh, not a yeah. It depends on what scale you use. It depends on what part <laughs> and what part of the body. Real sure, right? <laughs> yes, my earlobes are very thinning. Your ankles are so slim. They are. My pinky toes. Um, yeah, someone said, "Don't is that." Benji that tried to correct me, saying 5th edition, not Pathfinder. No, it says Pathfinder it right here. Pathfinder. No, but Larry, he's correcting Stork, because Stork was talking right. about Larry. Oh, okay. oh. And okay. you corrected we, we me self-corrected. Already. He was doing it's it for a, a bit. It was funny. Right. <laughs> Remember okay. Benji? He does stuff that's like, it's like funny. <laughs> it is kind of like jokes. Right. <laughs> he's only been on once. You can't bash him too hard. No, he's going to be on again. He's I've already known that fucker then we, for a then long we can time. Bash him. I can bash him. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck that asshole. He just started his own podcast. We hadn't. We <laughs> had known him for like twenty years or something, right? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. How, I don't know how long he's been doing fair, but he can correct us again on the on the forum when, when this hits him. <laughs> Seventeen years, story. <laughs> <laughs> email from EC Bond. Who would like to read EC Bond. Bond's email? Are you still Not my turn yet? Bond. Still waiting? All right. No. EC Bond. Bond. EC Bond. Hey guys, I started listening to your show a few years ago to research a radio play and have since become a loyal listener. Your podcast has reawakened my love for tabletop RPGs. I have joined two D&D groups. One runs Second Edition and the other Pathfinder. I'm used to the D10 system in Vampire and World of Darkness, but both the DMs are very patient with me and their games are awesome. I've also noticed more friends and even some co-workers take an interest in tabletop role-playing. I'm tempted to run a game at work to introduce them to the hobby. What advice would you give me? I'm thinking of doing a World of Darkness... Will the Darkness... <laughs> will the Darkness... Will the Darkness... Will the Darkness... It's very smart to think of the Darkness... I'm tempted to do a World of Darkness comedy again set in a new untouched city. Um, <laughs> And center the campaign around their characters building their respective power bases. Love the show. Sincerely, EC Bond. Soundcloud.com forward slash EC Bond. In case uh, you want to follow him on SoundCloud. You know what? As, I've as, never heard of SoundCloud. As a side note, I've actually noticed now that I've sort of come out as a gamer and I'm, I'm a little more free to talk about it. Hello. Well, because most of the time I work with construction workers and these are the guys that put me in lockers when I was a kid. So right. I don't necessarily talk about it. When were you short enough to fit in a locker? Uh, I was I, I, between like freshman year and sophomore year. I, all the girls were taller and prettier than I was. And then I had a big... Then he, then he got pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and tall. Then I got taller. Yeah. Uh, Let's start doing this. But it's interesting. Once you start talking to people, they're like, "Yeah, I game, or I used to game, or I, I'm always remember DT Pints. You know, when he when he wore his shirt, he wore his uh, his, his, right. ha- his Happy Jack shirt. To they're like, what is that? Oh, it's a role playing game. And for behind him, all the actors are like, well, I like to role play. Oh, I role play. Oh, I role play. I like to role play. <laughs> nerds is nerds. Uh, yeah, right. Theater nerds is gaming nerds is, is yes. Advice. He's gonna wants to run something at work. Uh, well, it, a system that you know really well—that is, which, that which is, World of Darkness would be right—and which is 
I think mechanics light is probably better as well because you don't want to be getting people there and saying, all right, now we're going to spend the next 45 minutes rolling up your characters. And then, uh, okay, well, you'd like to open the door? Well, get out uh, 16 dice. And you're like, oh, Jesus. And if you're, <laughs> I would say mechanically vampire runs pretty fast. And if you're thinking of running, are you talking about like at lunch hour? Because, it's, again, it's got to be pretty quick. Probably. May, or maybe after after work. Who knows? Maybe. I would, if you're trying to run it in an hour of your lunch hour, I think it's a mistake. I just don't think you're going to be able to get much going, especially if your players like to talk for 20 minutes about what it is they're planning on doing and not do anything. <laughs> That's four sessions in, though. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, that was four sessions in, right? That was our fourth. I think we're at three. I could be wrong. But three might be up. We might have done four sessions. I think that's it. I, I think, yeah. Three is up, but we've done four. Right. I think you're right. Uh, don't get technical with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think r- definitely run something you know that you know very well. And I think I think Vampire or, or any of those... In, in The basic game mechanics of it is fairly simple. And it's pretty straightforward. Um... The specific stuff, the stuff about that's actually vampire specific, that stuff gets can bog you down a little bit. Maybe at first, if you're talking about brand new people who've never role played before, maybe kind of play that play down that stuff a little bit at first. Introduce that a little later. Start it out Easy with just your the basic mechanics. If I'm rereading this sentence here. It, it kind of sounds like it's people that have an interest in tabletop role playing, right. not, not silly people who have done it before. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should ask Chris, because she's sort of new to this hobby as of like a year ago. Yeah. Maybe two. two. I mean, what, 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 being fairly new at this, what is it that scared you about it? And what, <laughs> what can we do to make it easier on you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what industry AC Bond works in, but um, my biggest fear about getting into RBGs is that I didn't feel like I was creative and I thought that was necessary in order to play. And so that really held me up. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to think of anything to do. Oh, my God. All these other people have been doing it for so long. Uh-huh. I don't know how to do it. Uh, I don't know if that's a valid point. But, I mean, did you, do you think that that was true or not? I mean, were your fears wrong or? No, it was, it's been fine. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it, I can't imagine anybody being able to run it on a lunch hour. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, the thing that you could do is if there's... A system, and there's a few like this, but if there's a system where making the characters is fun and mm-hmm. introduces you to role-playing elements, like Songs of Ice and Fire or Traveler or those kinds of things. Or Tune. Or Tune, right? You could say, hey, so I want to run something, but I thought the first thing we do is make characters so you guys can kind of understand what it's about. Right. And get invested in the characters, because you could definitely do that at a lunch yeah. Depending on the system. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, Traveler, you could do it over a week. It would actually be a lot of fun. And, and you can you can run you can run hour long sessions. Especially imagine if you're doing it during your 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 work week. Mm-hmm. That's an hour a day. You're gonna be playing five hours of gaming in a one week. Right. And you might now have you're the doing weekend. it little bits at a mm-hmm. time, which but it's also people you work with, so it's not like, oh, hey, how have you been? Let's catch up for the first no. 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I could see that maybe working. It's going to be a little weird breaking it up like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may have to take a picture of what's happening or take notes at the end of a session because we're right in the middle of something and the bell just rang and we have to go back to work or whatever. Does the bell ring at your work? <laughs> I have and lunch is over? We have a buzzer. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we have a buzzer. What? 
Yeah. Are you like out there with like, Bang! all right, back to work, men. Let's yeah. go. Get into those trucks, you bastards. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Does everybody buzzers. have to take lunch all at the same time? Uh, there's a few people who don't, but most do. They only keep the gruel line open for so long, <laughs> so you've got to get in and get your right. metal plate full before you go and sit Most back people down. take lunch at the same time. Unless there is, there is a concern I have here with this problem, and that's uh, if you don't have anybody else in the group that's never played before, I, I think you're going to have an interesting time trying to teach them how to play a role-playing game. Sure. Uh, it might be nice if you had somebody else, a ringer or somebody else who had played before, to sort of set an example. Because a lot of times I think people that don't, aren't, don't understand what it is they can do, how far they can go, mm-hmm. they don't quite know what even the role-playing is. You know, they'll, they'll say, well, I'm just pl- pretending to be this character, but they're not really inhabiting the character. Go ahead. No, I was just say that just made me think of something. A thing that could be really interesting is if you, if you knew you were going to say, oh, hey, this week, if, pe- if they're into it, and you're like, oh, look, this, this week, every day at lunch... I'm gonna. We're gonna do a role playing thing, and then at the end of it, you guys dig it. We'll find a night or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And the first lunch session, you get together, you talk about whatever system you're gonna be in, thing, and you might even give them pre-generated characters, right? So they can get them. And then basically, you run a one shot that you have modularized to be four one hour blocks. So there's like an investigation thing, an investigation thing, a combat thing, a wrap up thing. So you're basically doing a, a one shot structure that you've Put it so it's going to be happening in what you believe to be one-hour chunks. And so at the end of that five days, they've been introduced to a system. They see what character's about. They've tasted what role-playing's about, and you pick a system you like. And then they should hopefully know by then whether this is something they want to get into. And it might be a different system and something no, else, a, but... That's you know. a really good idea, especially if you use the Happy Jack's modular way of doing it, which is, you know, each hour you have a... You have a a an encounter. You don't even, as Stu says, you don't even need a solution to it. You just have an an encounter, and then they can solve the solution. But I would start, you know, I would start slow. It's just mm-hmm. a simple, like maybe just even a, an encounter with an NPC who has a silly voice. It's not necessarily even combat. It's somebody they're just trying to get information out of, so that you get to role play for them, and that puts them in a point where they get to talk back to this NPC to try to get information. I wouldn't start them right out with combat. No. no. Try to get them the idea of, like, this is different than rolling dice and moving stuff on a board. And you're probably going to have to do a lot of theater in the mind stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benji asks or says, uh, there is an old game that can run in an hour, Teenagers from Outer Space by Artalisorian Games. That's an old name from the past. Yeah, that is. Um, it's a light, that. humorous game with a very simple system. Also, Cartoon Action Hour is a great game. For short game sessions. There you go. That's from Benji. Nice. Cartoon Action Hour is inspired by the Saturday morning cartoons of the 1980s. The sessions can be about the same length as the actual shows. And when you say 80s, I'm thinking like 81, 82. 82, 82. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. All right. Is everyone hearing that hiss? Yes. Yes. I've just been ignoring it, but it's- I have to fucking find that because that's driving me fucking crazy. And it's okay. not what it I thought it was. It doesn't bother me like that. This is madness. <laughs> it's better. It's still there. It sounds like a preamp noise. I know the air conditioner just came on, so I won't be able to find it now. All right. Does that help? Yes. Okay. <laughs> An email from John from Sweden. Oh, oh. <laughs> is this the one you want? Yes. Okay. okay you have to read two now. Okay, I can do that. I just wanted to read this one. All right. Right. She could, you know, because the, 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 the next one is like the fucking epic email. Oh, 
We might have to all take roles in it at one point. We could okay. role play right. the email. Yeah, so I would, I would say Chris <laughs> might be Jenny <laughs> in that email. Okay. All right, back to John. Hello, Stu and the knights and the night, night sets of Jack. Work, work, and regards from Sweden. Lots of umlauts. That, there's umlauts and all kinds of other things over I there. What's know. the thing okay, over the so A? Okay, so umlaut, umlaut, and then there's this circle thingy over the A. I don't know what that's called. Anyone? Be good. Ask the forum. Um, or the, uh, the chat room. And then umlauts over from in Sweden. Okay. I seek the knowledge of the wise one. You, that is. I have a problem with a player, and this is almost turning into a gaming horror story. The player, let's call her Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> Is a person I met LARPing I many years ago. Pillows. From that point on, after she found out I multiclassed as a GM too, she wanted to game with me. But we live in different cities, so it was never practical until I wanted to try and play over Skype. She jumped at the chance and joined the group. After a short while while playing, I started to see the problems. One, we have a chat over on Facebook where we decide on dates and times. Time. She never reads the chat and never pays attention to starting times, usually calling me, not our Skype group, on Skype hours early or on the wrong day. She can't bother to scroll up one or two replies to see correct times. <sighs> two, she pays no attention to rules. We've been playing for over six months and she still needs instructions every time she is to roll a die. We usually use Roll20.net. Much to the annoyance of other players as it hogs combat or other situations. Three, she doesn't care about the story or anything connected to it. All she does is ramble about her character or her favorite NPCs and comes up with one-liners. She adds nada to the story. After a few weeks, I spoke with her and told her to get her act together and start paying attention, which she answered with something like, yeah, yeah. A few months later, and still the same problem, I talked with her again on the same issue, and she was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, again. Two weeks ago, I spoke with her a third time and said that if she did not straighten her act up and started to at least pay attention and try to be a part of the story, I would consider leaving her out of the game. She was like, yeah, yeah, when do we play next time? And of course, she had forgotten that we were playing the same night. <laughs> I need help. Should I just kick her? <laughs> yes. In the or face. <laughs> in the face. Or does she deserve a fourth chance? Thanks in AD&D. John Umlaut from Umlaut from Sui Ooh, Circonflex. Den Umlaut Enye, Umlauts for everyone. P.S. Say hi to Jonas Larson. Hi, Jonas Larson. Hi. Uh, yes, kick her. I I'm in favor of kicking her. I, I think there's something wrong with her brain. But you know uh, what's not I in think, here, and I have to assume. I think she's in love. I, I no. I, I was going to say, I. They're playing over Skype. Maybe she's hot, and he's like, so I've talked to her three times now, because <laughs> dude. If it was like smelly neck beard, you'd be like, oh, bro, you're out. <laughs> right? You'd be gone. <laughs> but if she's on Skype and she doesn't often wear a shirt, I don't know. Who, gi who gives smelly, smelly neck sweet. beard three chances? Well, nobody. Who gives smelly neck beard one chance? Right, right. <laughs> she, might, she might also be high when she's playing because if she's on Skype and you don't know, because it sounds like she's just I, all, whoa. I think what? part of the problem is that is everyone else on Skype? Uh, that's. I don't know. I'm going to assume well, so. Well, he has a Skype Well, he group. said, I wanted to try to play Skype over group. Skype, so I'm assuming he's running oh, a so Skype everyone's over group. It, she may be one of those people who... It, playing online, for me, is not as engaging as playing 
face to face. No, I can't imagine it would be. I mean, I've never done it, but it isn't. I know people who do it, and I'm like, how is this fun? It's really easy to flake on because it's like, oh, I don't want to sit down in front of my computer for the next two you hours. You know what's so weird, though? What? I found it because the one that the one I played in, which was Tappy's Traveler mm-hmm. game, was like super fun, super engaging, and no one flaked. Now maybe it was just the people that were there, but we maybe. had, but we had like Shin. It was the first time she'd ever played, mm-hmm. right, a role playing game, and it was. But it maybe it was the setting that helped with that too, because it was a technological setting. Maybe. So we were using chat clients and sending emails and doing stuff and putting up images and like. So we really used the medium to our advantage. But the thing that was made it easier and why kind of we all talked about it at one point why no one was flaking. It's like. I just gotta like go sit down. I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to worry about traffic. I don't have to be like, oh my god, oh, I can't do it on that. It's like, oh yeah, Tuesday nights when we play. Boom, we're there. Like everybody's there, and it's easy. I just go sit down in front of my computer. And you don't have to wear pants. And then we did not wear pants. We were pantsless. Well, that's that's true. I found it very easy to cancel. Easier to cancel than a face to face. There's that sounds coming back. Oh, wow. that's bad. Oh, that's really bad. Ooh. Yeah, I gotta figure out what that it is. It was like a wave. I, and I also think if if you uh. Wow, you should it's, stop for a second. It is like the ocean. It's getting worse. Oh, oh, oh and it's what? The, uh, it's fine I don't now. know if that's recording. That's a ghost in the Weird. machine. I don't think that's recording. I think that is coming through. People out there, can you hear the hissing thing? Yeah, they can. They maybe they can respond. I'm I'm reminded of somebody. I, I remember her name now. I, I don't want to call her out, but she's uh, she's on the forums occasionally. She talks about it. She said that she actually has some mental issues when it comes to concentrating on things. I don't know if it's just AD, ADD. ADD. I almost said ADD. <laughs> ADD or, or whatever, or ADHD. some form of it, or ADHD or whatever. But she has, she, she, and she knows it. So she takes copious notes and, and does things to keep herself focused on it. So it almost sounds like she's got a problem focusing on anything. Kind of makes sense why she's a LARPer. She, maybe she's just sort of, and I'm going to use like a term from the 80s, a very kinesthetic person. Mm. She's somebody that has to move in order to learn. Mm-hmm. She's a very athletic, very sort of a physical kind of person. And probably sitting down in front of a computer, it's hard for her. Uh, you know, it's really weird that, that see, someone with ADHD... She's, she's Swedish. She's probably kind of hot. Well, okay, Give her yeah, another, give yeah, her another yeah. chance. <laughs> I, I would, you know what, though? I would, I would think there has to be a penalty that's beneficial to you. <laughs> Whatever that means. I mean, and let's face it, he's a Swedish guy. He's used to seeing hot Swedish women. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, oh, God, another bikini model. God, you know, so he's got to be used to it by now. And you know what's really weird? That shit's true. You're not lying. I've been to Sweden. I know. And it's like, Everybody's oh, my God. Pretty. They just fucking, like, print them here or something. <laughs> they are. Like, they're mostly beautiful crazy. People. I'm like, I am easily the ugliest guy in this whole fucking country right now. <laughs> It, they do. They, wow! The Scandinavians are a lovely group of people. Are you know what? We are. Like, think about the, think about the best looking guy you know. He's a mutt in Scandinavia. <laughs> oh my god! See, that's why we like to go to England because we feel tall and really good looking, and our teeth are amazing. Teeth. Oh. <laughs> go so, to Scandinavia. You know, and it's really weird they call it a, that. That someone with ADHD would have a problem focusing because it's in high def. <laughs> <laughs> Attention deficit, high definition. Okay. Yep. They heard it. They heard the noise. Ah. Okay. So I need to figure out what that is. Well, it's, it it must go- have recorded. It's completely gone now. See, Benji's got it. Oh, you rolled a fumble. Lose the shirt. That's it. That's, you know, 
And now suddenly that that's that's a yes and for the failure role. Like, <laughs> yeah, the there you go. Yeah. I, I'm beginning to think, uh, yeah, skyping strip D and D might actually be Turning the next failure. failure into People would success. not miss that game. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God, we're gonna so do that in the Star Wars game and <laughs> see Stork naked in about five rolls. And the thing Aww. is, though, they're in Sweden. I'm not in your Star Wars. They're game. in Sweden, so it's like they're wearing eight sweaters, a bunch of jackets. <laughs> so, I mean, it's gonna go on forever. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> Email from George with a little Wait, horror. did we answer John's question? Oh, did, kicker. Did he kicker. have a question? No, kicker. kicker I, I was in favor of kicking her. Kicker, unless she's super hot, which is probably why she's still there. That's all I can... <laughs> that's my only... I know that's a horrible misogynistic thing to say, but I can't imagine why. She sounds, like, terribly unengaged in the game. She's no good to you at all. Yeah, she's not good for you, dude. Just just walk away. <laughs> she's a broken toy, is that what she's you're saying? She's not that into you, man. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I didn't get that when I read this. I read that, that into your game. something wrong with her head. Maybe. She's just not right in the head, but so don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't she might not be. You don't know. I don't know. You don't, you don't know. know. I don't know. I, I'm, you guys got I'm stuff out of this her, email. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to give her a benefit of the doubt. Okay. <laughs> so look, but here's the thing. If she never reads their Facebook group, Mm-hmm. And never knows this. Just play normally and don't go out of your way. And if she makes it, she makes it. If she doesn't, she doesn't. There you go. It's a self solution. Yes. Right? You can do that. Totally do that. You know what? Yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah, stop, stop, stop spoon enabling her. And well, what if she's <laughs> necessary for headcount, though? I mean, what if they need to have a quorum? Well, then it's not a parliamentary procedure. It is, though. You have no you idea have what game they're playing. Of players. What, what it they? might be papers in Parliament. You don't know. It's P and P. You have no idea what's happening what, over there. Does he say what it is? Cause no, no. I don't think it's a parliamentary based game. Uh, now you guys are reading way too much into this. <laughs> Jeez, John, could you write back in and tell us whether this is a parliamentary based game? <laughs> like, what's that this all? Thanks. <laughs> Uh, so Email are we going to make her read read this one Email, again too? Yeah. Okay. Email from George. Well, well, oh, this okay. is like we'll, we'll okay. tag team. So, okay. Email so from George. Right? A little horror thrown in. Start it. Okay. This requires like email bukkake. We've all got to jump in on this one. <laughs> email from George with a little horror thrown in. Horror. In the last episode, I do believe I heard you say that you wish for shitty emails that were not read to be resent, not resent. Meant to be. Red. Red. Wait, what? We're not red to be resent. No, no, just read it. Just keep reading it like it's Since written. Since you are in a drought of content, who knows, maybe my shit will make the cut this time. Ignore that first demo. email. It was cut short by animals walking over my keyboard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the animal wrote it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Greetings, elated douches of the jack. I am writing to you from the vampire-riddled castles of Romania to share with you what I sincerely hope is really podcast-worthy gaming horror story and ask Might for advice. this be our first listener from Romania? I could be. I don't think we've ever... Yeah. I don't think we've ever had a listener from Romania. Before. I didn't even know they had computers in <laughs> Romania. Well, of but, course they do. Well, let me get on to describing oh, his lovely he's got, country. He's got an Apple IIe. It's <laughs> badass. <laughs> He just upgraded from his Lisa. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. Apple 3C. Color. Color. He's about to in the swanky part of Romania. <laughs> Could any of us find Romania on a map? Yes. It's in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, border, I would just look around until sea. I saw... Is it near Hungary? It borders the Black Sea. Yes, it's near Hungary, and it's kind of... It's a little bit east of Serbia. 
Okay. That doesn't I, help me at all. I, I, I used to play... Um, diplomacy. Diplomacy. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. I can find it on a diplomacy map. Right. Which is, um, I'm not bashing uh, uh, Romania at all. I just, it's, at a, you're right. It is, that's probably the first person we've ever had write in from Romania. I think it is. We've had a few people from Serbia, huh. but I think this is the first person. We're getting Romania. more and more Swedes. We got a buttload of Australians. Ooh. Two. It's enough. <laughs> it's all the Australian you need? I don't know. Got a uh, bonza of Australians. We have not had anyone from Africa. The whole continent? The entire continent. Nor Antarctica. So we're missing two continents. Right. And there's enough scientists up there with a lot of free time in Antarctica or down there. In Antarctica, they should be sending us emails for sure. They have listening to podcasts. I mean, I'm sure they've listened to us by now. And no one in Africa, not one R- African listener. Really? Like None. Not even like Nimbia or some of the more. Chad. Chad's always my favorite. <laughs> Chad. If that Dude. is your real <laughs> Chad's like the douchiest of all. I know. Like, there is no Chad. I don't want to be friends with There's that no country. I'm fucked, right? I'm fucked. There's no Chad. There's no, no Chad. There is no Chad. <laughs> you know how you know how they do Why are the police outside? <laughs> you know you know what the, the strictest form of punishment is there? What? Hanging. <laughs> That's right. Hanging I Chad. I hate it when they're hanging That's Chad. Right. Really passe political humor. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really long way to go for a punchline. I appreciate it. it Thank you. I win. I win. Can I go back to George now? Oh, right. There's an email. Yes. To give you a bit of background first. First, I live in a country with an astonishingly low amount of gaming, with quotation marks, going on, and as such, I am forced to play most RPGs online. Makes sense. This particular story begins with me finding two players on a website called Roll20.net for a one-time game. Which... One of them lives in Sweden, and she's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Her name's Carrie, and I she's think. Because <laughs> <laughs> so the other game happened on Roll20, didn't it? You know, you, you might not be far from the truth, because <laughs> I've, I've formatted this, so I've read it all. <laughs> Second, I don't consider myself to be a great GM, nor am I an overly experienced missing word but i have run my fair share of games a great majority of which seemed enjoyable for my players and were enjoyable for myself thirdly the adventure i am taking talking of here is one i had ran before with two of my longtime partners in pen and paper crime and it resulted in quite a great game so i had this one-shot adventure that i was planning to store away so i could run it at one or two cons. The system was Numenera. Num- help me. Numenera. 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 Like, I'm trying to put extra syllables like, in Like it. Randy Numenera. Got it. I used to call it Numenera. <laughs> I'm like Numenera. Numenera. No, too many, too many letters. Okay. Numenera. A surprisingly good setting slash system, all things considered. I advise you to check it out. Uh, Apparently yeah, everyone I, has except for me. I'm on, I'm on <laughs> yeah, I supported the Kickstarter and I'm on record as saying I don't get it. Oh, okay. It's got a huge cult following. People love this game. It does. Elspeth kickstarted that too. And the thing I was totally blown two things I was blown away by. One, that has a quality book. Yeah. Thing is gorgeous. And Artwork two, is amazing. Super cool character sheet. Yeah. The character sheet is designed so it trifolds. Okay. And you have different information on the on the like so it's like a menu and you can look at all the different parts of it. It's like laid out really well. He's it's Money Cook, I believe. Uh, I he's nah. uh, I, th- I could be wrong. <laughs> normally in. Ben- Benji will correct me. Um, but uh, it's got like a cult following. I don't know if he's like been doing it himself, sort of ground. But uh, anyway, it's uh, it's really popular. And I like the setting, but I'm like, why can't you just run that world in Savage Worlds or something? I don't understand why it. But carry on. 
Okay. I designed it as two to four players. As you know, there's going to be missing words. Remember, here. he's from Romania. Oh, sorry. So sometimes we have to. I apologize <laughs> for being snotty. I designed it as two to four players game intended to introduce new players to the system and world of Numenera. Yes, Monty Cook. Sorry. I found two, first big mistake, players I knew nothing about, second big mistake, to run this game with. (laughs) (laughs) And now we find out about Carrie. No. Um, I guess the moment I realized something is a bit off was when I called the other two over Skype, and after I gave the usual, hello, how are you guys doing? You ready for the game, etc.? I had to wait for almost an entire minute for either one of them to say a single word back to me. Hmm. The bad feeling in the back of my head got worst. When I asked one of the players how I should call him, since his Skype ID was something like, I was going to say asshat, but that, what does that say? It's like A-H-S-D-A-S-T-F. I'm going with asshat. And I was told, yeah, it's fine. Just call me that. Audast. This reminds me when we first started the show, one of our earliest listeners, who one of the first people who wrote an email to us was a guy named Will or William. I'm right here, dude. And he had his his username on the forum was like Asdef. Oh, I remember that. And I deleted him because I figured it was probably a spam bot. Right. This is when you were monitoring the forums yourself. And he's like, and he sent me an email. Hey, asshat, why did you delete my account for? You were like, as you were deleting it, like seconds later, right? And his name's like William Asdef or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. Exactly you're like, what. dude. I totally thought you were spam bot. Oops. Sorry. Sorry. It's not my fault. Your last name. In fact, caps lock. I th- he. I think he is the first person who called us douchebags. He called you douchebag. Is what he said. Yes. Which I. Which uh, we, we was your nickname for a little while, but again, it didn't stay. And he yeah. also corrected someone's pronunciation of melee. Right. You also corrected the pronunciation of pronunciation. <laughs> pronunciation. What? You said pronunciation. I did. On purpose. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and the example he gave was, it's pronounced melee, as in, I melee your mother tonight. You're kissing again. I don't know where it's coming from. It's not my mic. It's time to burn Every, the studio. Everyone be quiet. It's on my mic. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Oh, yep. that fixed it. Why wow. My mic. <laughs> Magical. Is Check one, go? two. Yeah. That's better. Check. I wonder if it's this thing, because I have a... <coughs> no, it's, it's not doing it now. It's it's like the case. I have it's a cough now. drop. Uh, Sorry, all right, go carry ahead. on. Carry, carry on, carry over. All right. So here I am, stuck running a one-shot for this gal. Let's call her Jenny, <laughs> this androgynous entity Let, by the let's name... Let's call her Carrie. Let's call her Carrie. <laughs> I think we, we found... Yeah. By the name of... Uh, I'm really better with Azdost. Azdost. Gotta break it up. Azdost. When I presented them with the options of creating their own character or choosing from a list of four pre made, I got no answers or opinions. Finally, after about 40 minutes of me encouraging the two to say a word, they decided to. to Holy shit! 40 minutes? 40 minutes. Decided to go with pre-maids and our game started. Oh, my God. Okay, wait, wait. Are you running Skype 
on a 33.1 baud modem. Because that was my thought, too. It's like, is there a lag issue? Really Especially bad when he issue. said I had to wait a minute for them to respond. I'm like, is, is there a lag back? You know, because if, if you're Skyping and they're like in New Zealand or something, it could, and you're on a low modem, it could take a while before it bounces back to you. A buffering, I mean, if it buffers a minute. I would not wait 40 minutes for a reply. Well, no. No, but he said... He said I would go and do something else. He said earlier it was a minute. Well, no, but here he's saying like no. 40 minutes uh, if right. encouraging them to, to say... So I have a feeling it's just long, started out like, so do you guys want to do this kind of thing? Like, like, you know, like to roll the characters? Hello? And then, Hello? <laughs> Is the mic on? <laughs> yeah, like... That for forty minutes. Forty minutes encouraging of me them encouraging to say them. a word. Right. <laughs> Interesting. But it, but a word in Romania is different than a word <laughs> in in the U.S. Yes, they kind of run them together. I think. Sure. There's accents. All right. There's there's tildes. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of the game was simple: town investigators traveling to a small island to check on the disappearance of a large number of ships and their crew. After getting there and meeting the Islanders, the in-character conversations would start, and hopefully the players would get over their shyness, I assumed. Fat chance. Why is there no soundbite for that? Okay. Not only was I unable to make this play... <laughs> make the players... <laughs> make the players talk in anything but third person, but conversation with NPCs went something like this. Are we going to roleplay this? Or? Oh, sure. Yes, okay, okay. so who's going to be the GM? I'll be the GM. Okay, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'll be ass hat, and then you have to be Jenny. You have to be Jenny or Carrie. Carrie. Or the, yeah, whatever. All right, go ahead, Stu. So I'm Romanian, right? <laughs> sure, man. Go for it. I want to hear it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's uncanny! <laughs> wow, your best that accent is yet. Amazing! <laughs> oh my Hello God! Hello, strangers. <laughs> In continent, what have we here? <laughs> in continental garb, <laughs> what brings you to our village? We village. don't, we don't village. We don't get many strangers here. <laughs> Awkward uh, thirty seconds pause. <laughs> we should probably not actually wait the amount of time that goes by in the awkward pause. Ten seconds. You're making me uncomfortable. It's awkward. Stop it. It's your turn to read. You're Listen, me. Oh. I am not me. He's oh. me. Hey, Audust and Jenny, you can totally talk to the NPCs. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, okay. Another awkward 30-second pause, which I'm going to round up. Um, I say hi to him. I need to stress that both of these players, as far as I was told, played role-playing games and weren't total beginners. I run what I would call relatively sandboxy games, even in the case of short games, and I am not used to placing rails underneath the players after the first five or ten minutes. Still, after seeing that these two were two were completely lost and couldn't make them take the initiative to do anything on their own, I tried to use some characters to guide them through the village and give them a few ideas. I won't go through the details of describing every last horrible encounter that happened on 
on that forsaken day. But I will tell you about the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, I should probably read those because you guys already all have characters. All right. So I'll be a narrator. Oh, right. after I just read the biggest well, paragraph in the whole goddamn email. <laughs> okay. Well, then let Stork be You me. are awoken. But I no, already got he, a good he's accent. got the accent. Right, right, you can't take okay, that away from ahead. him. Sorry, I didn't want to take the role from you. I apologize. You are woken up during the middle of the night by an uncanny coldness and the sounds coming from around the room. That's you. You gotta read the I, thing. I, I know. I, I'm asked that fast. No, but he has to read the awkward si- awkward half minute thing. pause. Awkward half minute pause. I go to the door. You notice the door is slightly open and a man is running away from the longhouse in the dead of night. <laughs> You also catch a glimpse of a figure figure that seems to be climbing up on the ceiling. Awkward half minute pause. <laughs> pause. 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 I also go to the door. Okay. The man <laughs> outside is still running away under the cover the cover of dark, and you hear noises coming from the ceiling. Awkward half-minute pause. <laughs> do you want to do anything? Awkward pause of indeterminate length. I guess I should try to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> As you turn around, you notice a small human-like construct with a human head stuck in the glass bobble attached to its chest. He is rummaging through your belongings. Awkward pause. I try to speak to it. It says, here I have a skill that allows me to communicate with machines. Me. Finally, these guys are starting to come around a little bit. You establish a mental link through the data sphere, and the construct feels your presence. Awkward pause. I mean that you can talk to it now. Awkward pause. I asked the robot what it's doing. I was doing nothing. I am simply curious as to why you came to this island. The constructs start st- the construct starts backing away slowly, having obviously taken something and holding it tightly inside one of its hands. Awkward pause. Well, I guess if he is leaving, I let him be, and I say bye. Awkward pause. (laughs) Ah, okay. He starts (laughs) leaving the building, looking paranoid towards the two of you. Awkward pause. Okay, I guess we go back to sleep. I love it when players roleplay sleeping. That's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> also, that, that your name and, is now Asfafa. Yeah, but every time I notice <laughs> in here, it's different. It's some different thing. Because it's like, it's like Afdasta, it's, and then it's like Agathdisted. It's Is it all left-hand home? And, then it's, and it's like Afafazg. Asfafa. Yeah. Asfafa is my favorite. And this time it's Asfafa. Is it all left-hand home keys? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new band, by the way. <laughs> Left-hand left home keys? keys? Yeah, that's, awesome. that's hysterical. As you approach your bedrolls and blankets, you notice the device that is beeping and seems to be pulsating with a red tint, stronger and louder each second. At this point, I cue in some action-y music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was going to try to give a burp in there. Awkward pause. Okay, so I look at it. Your expertise and the noxious gas that you smell coming from it tells you it might be some sort of bomb or device made to kill by fumigating the room. Awkward pause. I think the robot might have dropped it. Maybe we should give it back. I think this... This thing looks like it might go off any minute now. Do you guys want to do anything about that? Awkward pause for a long time. Well, you are unable to react in time. And after a, a few split seconds, this thing goes off. Roll your speed defense roll. Rolls happen. Okay, you take X damage. Far, Far from, from lethal. lethal. Uh, could you describe to me how you avoided the blast? Awkward pause for a long time. I guess we uh, ran. Yeah, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you run and barrel roll through the window. Shatner! <laughs> Once you are outside, a few villagers gather around the place to see what the commotion is all about. Players don't react. Strangely enough, none of the guards nor the local knight seems to be around here even after a long time passes. Awkward pause. Well, I guess we should go back to sleep. Or I guess we go back to sleep. These players really want to sleep. At this point, I made an excuse and quickly left the game and turned off my PC after two and a half of the most horrible hours I have ever lived through. Oh, and just to add a little bit of extra creepy to the story, one of the players messaged me the following day telling me how much he enjoyed the game and asked when I was playing, planning to continue it. <laughs> Obviously, I don't plan on running that adventure anytime soon or any game with people other than my regular players, slash RPG buddies. I'm scarred for a long while. Most of the time when I play in a less than enjoyable game, I find myself, I find reasons as to why it happened and how it could improve. Or how I could improve. Sorry for yelling in the mic, but that was that was a wind down. Wind down, wind down, medic. I am. I'm so mental. I'm not even wound up. Uh, how I how I can improve. But two days have passed, and I am coming blank on ideas about how I could have salvaged this game, other than leaving faster or having other more players. Did you just drop a towel and spill more? Stop it. <laughs> it's empty. So happy douches, how do you deal with these wallflower, or for lack of better terms, players that simply sit passively at a game table while taking initiative, without taking initiative or contributing with anything but their die rolls, and even that, only when prompted or encouraged to do so? Have you ever run a game that consisted only of half, or only of wallflower players? Do you like to integrate one or two of them in your regular groups? I admit having played with Wallflowers before, and as long as the group has players with an in initiative, they seem to fare much better. Most of the time, they become animated followers for one of the PCs. P.S. Have a drink. I have had... I'm going to drink deeply. Okay, Matt... I never drink wine. Matt says audio and video are out drink. of sync. Out of, audio and video are almost always out of sync. Sorry. That's because of the plugin I use to integrate four cameras. Anyway... I have had games where I, I have run for, inadvertently, an entire table of passive players. Oops. 
I want to shoot myself when that happens. That's what he's going through, I guess. And I think there's a lag issue as well. I really do. I think the that's aw- part of the problem. The awkward pause. Yeah. I mean, I have been in a game where I was the wallflower and I wanted to shoot myself, but. (laughs) (laughs) That's only because Dimitri was in the game. Come on. (laughs) What is with all the Dimitri hate? Dimitri is awesome. Okay. Have you run Dimitri? Has he been one of your games? (laughs) Yes, he has. Just wondering. Yeah. He says good things about you. Does he? He should. No, he doesn't. (gasps) That fucker. He didn't say that about you. But. Having run games for people who are like passive, purely reactive players is hell. And I've done it recently. And it was awful. <laughs> I'm right here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it it is so much work to try to get things moving. And having just one player who is very proactive, who will grab onto a plot hook and follow it to the end. Or at least do something to shake stuff up rather than go to sleep. We'll wake up the whole table. Yeah. Or at least cause them to like, wait, why are you going out the window? We want to go back to sleep. Stop. (laughs) I have never role-played sleeping. Is that a thing that people actually do? Not... At the end of a night when I used to run my like low-level fantasy GURPS game... You go to sleep. Unless there's going to be an attack in the middle of the night, okay, it's the next day. Don't smack your mic. It has nothing to you. Well, but you always, like, when you're in a fantasy game, at least, it's, we're in a lot of games. It's like, okay, well, what is the, is, you're out in the wilderness. Or right, the exactly. Is there, is there a watch? Right. Who's right. on what watch? Yeah, yeah. established watch. My favorite thing is when Stu's like, okay, you're going to sleep. Who's taking third watch? And you're like, uh. <laughs> so what's going to happen gonna in third I'm guess something's going to happen then. <laughs> Yeah, that's always an unnerving thing. Who's got third watch? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Are you uh, saying that being passive-aggressive isn't okay? I'm almost upset about that, Stu. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? I I, big troll. I big troll. Okay. Okay, then. (laughs) The trolliest B.I.G. I don't know if there's anything you could do to shake wallflowers up, really. I mean, you need another player to sort of help as a catalyst. Maybe what he could do. I wouldn't give up on online because there's a lot of good players out there. Right. If you have someone from your local group who maybe can link in as well, who is proactive, add that person to the Skype group or however you're playing C plus or whatever. And take that. I, I would abandon these two people. Well, I don't <laughs> think you should run a game with just two players anyway. Two's a little. A little light. Yeah. Three, I think, is your bare minimum. Mm. Three three works. Four is almost perfect. Five is good. Then it starts getting bad. And some of this is also, I think, indicative of these are brand new people that you just met online. They signed up for your game. So they're, they're basically, you're all strangers, right? So nobody knows anybody else's style. So they're probably playing it careful, too. Like, well, I, I think the thing was interesting weird. is he was saying that they weren't, they had, they had said, or in their profiles, they had said, like, well, they're not new to role-playing. Well, so we have enough horror stories to prove that people have been playing games. That's and, true. And it's not necessarily been good. And they've been playing them wrong. Well, <laughs> I didn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really difficult. I mean, it's the same thing I get a con, right? When you, don't, you don't know who's going to be in your game 
or he's going to ship your table. I think we're a little spoiled because a lot of we get a lot of the same people that like to play in the games that we run mm-hmm. at the con, and so we look at that and say, "Oh, I know I've got at least two or three people in here. I know that I've run before that are really active, engaged players." It's actually getting to the point where I know their styles, so like I know. I know the characters are going to take. I kind of can anticipate some of the choices they're going to make because I've had them in three or four games now already. Yeah, but it's it's tough. I uh, I've never. I think I'm lucky because I've never uh, had a game I've run that has all wallflowers in it. But that is, it's bad enough with one. I've run games before where we have one or two wallflowers or people that just don't seem to be paying attention. And you're like, you know, it's, first of all, you're, it's a con game. You're like, oh my God, I'm failing. They're not paying attention. I've lost them. Oh no. And it's very distracting and it's very hard. And I cannot imagine running an entire game where, where people are not paying attention or it seems like they're not. And you're like, they're not having fun. I mean, that was the tagline on this was he got the email saying, oh, I had such a great time. You're like, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh my right. God. Ow. Were you at the same game? Um, that's a strange feeling. It's kind of like when you're performing, you're up on audience and you, and you, and you say a joke and you know, it's funny because everybody else has laughed in the past. You say a joke and the audience doesn't laugh. It's like the audience every so often mother's day. Oh yeah. Worst day ever at fair for for our shows. (laughs) We do a show, the same show we've been doing gets great laughs, big crowds. Everyone loves it. People are standing up cheering at the end of it. We think we're going to get mobbed and die. But in a good Mother- way. But on Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and people, and then people come up with their mother saying, It was oh, such a good show! show. <laughs> really? Yeah. And we're like, at that point, we're like, well, okay, we, Stu always goes into crisis mode. All right, we're reworking the show. All right, everybody, well, we're, we're going to put in some new songs. And it's like, Stu, it's, well, it was one show. Here's if they're with their mothers, they're like trying to make a polite gesture because that's what their mother has taught them. You need to thank somebody. For, you know, thank you for having us. We had a great time. <laughs> and they're afraid to act. You out just well. made us feel worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are they taking their mothers to our show? So, so I noticed in the, for the past few months, Stu ignores me. I must not be funny enough. I must try harder. That's oh, no. from Mister Man of War. You just validated him, dude. Yep. Didn't he want a validation? Is that what he asked um, for? Yeah, desperately, obviously. I picked the whiniest thing you said. That's good. <laughs> he, was, he was a wallflower before, and now he's coming out of his Is he? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'd like to know if Mr. Manowar is a wallflower. Are you a wallflower? We'll, we'll let... No that. problem at o- all. I crack pause. jokes for the chat. Sometimes, some, however some of you react, others suffer in silence. Oh, my God. I'm going to read everything he posts from now uh, Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a euphemism for masturbation, <laughs> I be big troll. I big troll is a euphemism for masturbation. <laughs> now you're bragging. <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> I big troll. Fuck yeah, you, you are, yeah, bro. You are. <laughs> High eleven. <clears throat> they're they're like about thirty seconds behind. Yeah. Awkward and then pause. That's a, a awkward pause. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's wait. Let's wait till they catch let's up. See, let's see if they go back to sleep. <laughs> All right. Let's wait. Let's wait. Till they catch up. He's not. I am not, Stu. You're not what? I forgot what I said. Do you remember <laughs> what I said? Thirty seconds ago. <laughs> So maybe that's part of the problem is there is an actual delay. And you're on a pretty good, I mean, yeah, you would on the T1 or T2. But no, I've, got four, I've got 40 megabits down and 
probably like nine megabits up. And I'm going to assume that you're fairly good. you're above average with most. I don't know what it's you like. You more up. a little above average. You need more. I don't want to brag. Up is better than bit. down. You need up. You need more up. Your down is fine, but your up is weak. Yeah, up is always a little like, weak. Eh, well, yeah. at, at our age, up. Well, is, yeah. Is, I mean, you guys are getting up there in years. <laughs> the equipment, the equipment's getting older, and it's you know, it's still stuck in the. Oh past no, he's got. Oh, he's, past. he's going to. He's going to. What, what do you call that? Stalk me, Stu. Just wait till I arrive in California. Oh dear. <laughs> Have I posted my email at my my physical address? I hope not. No, but like, you know, <laughs> Google, dude. That's right. <laughs> You're a homeowner. You're fucked. Benji RP sleeping. He says, "Sure." Oh, that's what he was. Do you RP pooping? Who oh, RPs pooping? Really? It depends. Just actually poops. It depends it. on whether it's a contested role or not. <laughs> <laughs> Only in fatal. That's right. It's like the, it's like the two. That's when you, that's that's when you have a contested role of anal circumference versus penis size. Right. <laughs> that's not pooping. No, to see if you can poop while. Right, I don't oh, know how during. else. I don't know how else you would. Well, it's like the, that. it's like the two pill bugs and, from a bug's life. Or and it would also <laughs> it would also matter whether you're maybe sick. Right, there's that because you have the perhaps fart. Things just, perhaps things it's a fart. Perhaps it's not, really, you don't really, really know. Things have not gotten this disgusting since Tappy was. That's no. a that's a bad band name, by the way. The perhaps fart. Yeah, that's not a good. <laughs> band perhaps name. it's a fart. Perhaps it's not. We've all had it. You're like, I can't be too sure. I better go take Wasn't care of this. Didn't we call those May poops? May poops. Yeah. Maybe maybe poops maybe or poop. maybe parts. Yeah. I think it's may poop. <laughs> yeah. The well, May Poops is not a bad name for it. May, <laughs> may Poops is a good name for it. It's catchy. I like it. They're perhaps farts. Not good. But the May Poops. You know, what you, you know what that's called in Spanish? I couldn't possibly know. Pedo con premio. A fart with a prize. <laughs> 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 the may po- is the May Poops with the number one bullet up for with a prize. <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> Should we end with Robin? A fart with a prize. Love songs. You know, it's it's a good thing. thing. It's, why? Why are you doing the, the hell? thing? Stop why it! Is happening. I think I need to get a new cord. Hold on. Yeah, we discovered that last one too. It's the cable. all I know is it's really good that Phil does not listen to the podcast because he'd go fucking write a fart with a prize and bring it in for us to uh. to sing. I'm gonna write a mariachi song called Pedro Pedro Compremio. All right. Oh no! I'll have it translated. It's a fartiachi song. A fartiachi. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would go over very good. Well, even. But you got to do comprende and yeah. See, there's rhymes already. I See, didn't, I didn't know. That's that- good. Possible turd. That's a great band name. Matt mm-hmm. says, and then Benji said, "May Poops is appearing on the Rogues Reef stage next year <laughs> as an opening act." I just think May Poops would have like a, a catchy, like top forty number. You know, a little bubblegum pop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe maybe May Poops and Bubblegum shouldn't really go together. <laughs> May Poops <laughs> and Bubblegum. Strawberry alarm clock for the win. <laughs> Incense and peppermint. <laughs> Caca de fuego. That's another good one there. Caca Benji. de fuego. <laughs> uh, this shit of fire. Let's call it. Should we call it? I oh, don't thank know. God. We could talk about poop for hours. The shark is jumping. Yeah. Well, listeners of Happy Jacks are Thank you for joining us for season 15, episode 16. 
Happy Trek RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Chris. This is Stork. And this is Bill. And don't forget to listen to uh, the GM briefing and subscribe to that shit because it's going to go away off the thing. And join us next week on Friday, happyjacks.org slash live at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time on Friday. And you can listen live and join in and we'll make fun of you in the chat room. And I'd like to request that people start sending us questions for a special guest we're going to have. That's right, in about three weeks. Right, in November, which is Scott Kurtz, the creator of PvP Online and Table Titans, is going to be joining us. So if you're a fan of Scott and his work and his gaming stuff he's been doing, send us some questions. Absolutely. We will inflict them upon him. Thank you very much. We'll leave you the song. So, Master Shakespeare. Well, Captain Black. I do not know if you know it, but your words have been set to music by some fine musicians. Oh, I have heard of same. And indeed, they are not musicians. They're, they're not musicians, my Nay, no. singers. Oh, well, yes. Sit thee down. I have prepared this chair for you to listen to this group perform your words set to music. Could you loosen the ropes a little? Uh, yes, just one minute. Ah, let's give a listen. My thoughts speed not. My ewes breed not, my rams feed not, all is amiss. Love is dying, face defying, hearts denying, cause are of this. All my merry jigs are quite forgot, all my ladies' love is lost by what? Where faith was firmly fixed in love, their nails placed without remove one silly cross. Brought all my loss Of frowning fortune Cursed fickle day For now I see Inconsistency More in women Than in men remain
keeping, men's are keeping, fearfully. All our pleasures known to us for swings, all our merry meetings on the place, all our evenings for from us is fled, all our love is lost for love is dead. Farewell, sweet us, the life never was, for a sweet content the cause of all my love. Is it not like angels descending from heaven? You are correct. It's not like angels descending from heaven. No. Now that you've heard the piece, how do you feel about it? So saith the bard. The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.